Blog Talk Radio. Ready, set, Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome into the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio here on our Sunday morning tradition that continues into our ninth season and our 30th episode. As we are set, it's ready, it's time. It's NFL week number one. It doesn't get much better than this, at least for the next 19 weeks. I'm trying to get our guests to come on, um, and I called them a couple of times. I gave them the number to call in. I don't even want to tell you who it is until he comes on, but that having been said, that is what's going on here this morning. Also, uh, Rowlett Eagles football canceled because of lightning. Sorry about that, folks. That's just the way the old cookie crumbles. But next week, we got 2 o'clock pregame show. 7 o'clock, we have Rowlett Eagles taking on the Plano Wildcats. You'll hear that live coverage here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, and we'll get all that out to everybody in the local area. So that having been said, of course, that's the name of this show. Let's go ahead and bring on the Frank co-host of this program this morning. It's Cuervo. Good morning, my friend. Sunny, sunny, sunny. Ain't no high and tight getting in the way of week one, baby. It's the <laughs> NFL. I called in early. I called in before the show even started. That's you did. I, I I'm, I'm so impressed. I've seen you right there. I was trying to get a hold of our guests, so I didn't go to you, but I saw you right there early, ready to rock and roll to start this one out, and we'll still, uh, hopefully, uh, let's just try this one more time, and then uh, we'll wait, and if we don't get them, we don't get them. We'll go ahead. The phone is ringing. Let's see if we can grab them up. And if not, we'll head right into the gate. We should have hold music. See, we're not getting in. I'm looking for messages. He must have got called away at the last minute um, because he only had 10 minutes. But, but okay, we'll cancel that out. What we're going to do is we're going to go right into our first game, and I'll keep an eye up on the uh, – the screening room to make sure that uh, he doesn't call in and we can get him in because he's going to talk the Dallas Cowboys. So since he's right here in our local area, let's go ahead and do that. Let's go to our first game. That's up on tap because we can't even play around because we got to get through them all. All of them, all the 15, oh, well, the rest of them, 15 games there, Cuervo. The Buffalo Bills and the Baltimore Ravens. No no records right now, but that's the way it is. As the Bills are really confused at the quarterback position, as they got a rookie, they're not going to start a rookie. They're going to go to a guy that is a turnover machine at the quarterback position. This one is not – and this one's not going to be uh, something that you can sit and watch. Your eyes are going to really just start – 
to bleed in this one, Cuervo, because I just have a sneaking suspicion of what we're going to see on the other side coming from the quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens. Yes, I'm talking about Joe Flacco. I, I'm just expecting him to go off here um, as they uh, th- this team here. I don't think there's any confusion. I just think there's a lot of speculation about Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's not even a thought right now, and he's not going to be a thought this whole season. No, not much of a thought, Sonny. Um, I, I, I mean, unless you know Joe Flacco starts the year off with, you know, one touchdown and ten interceptions, we're not going to probably see a whole lot of Lamar Jackson this year. Or if they're get, if it's at a point where they're getting so blown out in a game or blowing somebody out in a game, then you might see some of him as well. I think what you got in the preseason is the most you're going to get from him. So. Um, but you know what? That's not necessarily a bad thing. You see, here, here's the thing, Sonny. We always talk about let quarterbacks sit, and then when teams sit quarterbacks, you know, the, the, the rookies, then we're, then we're up in arms about, well, why aren't they playing them? Okay, so which one is it? Do, do, do we want them to play or do we not want them to play? Exactly. And, and I don't – that's what the fans want. And, uh, listen, you know, I, the NFL cares about fans as much as I care about, you know, diet food, okay? <laughs> we just don't do it, okay? But, you know, so so when you're Baltimore, I think you're just, you know, riding the storm out listening to the, to the media and let them go and do what they do. But on the other side, Bill – or Bill, yeah, I'm definitely looking for football, Cuervo. On the other side, Cuervo, <laughs> you got a football team all set and ready to go with Nathan Peterman. And my question is, is that there's no difference in reality between Nathan Peterman and Josh Allen. So what the heck? What's the difference? Why are we even doing this? Um, I mean, there must be something that Sean McDermott saw in Josh Allen that makes him feel like he's not quite ready to take over that starting role yet. At the same time, I mean, let's be honest, okay? I know Nathan Peterman doesn't have the best track record. You've mentioned it. We've mentioned it on this show. My thing is, at least give the dude a chance. You know what I mean? We're never going to know what he brings to the table if you don't give him the opportunity. So... My, my my thing is I think I think Sean McDermott's doing the right thing. You get the guy with with the experience, okay, whether he's played games or not, he he's accustomed to the NFL. He knows what the daily grind is of being an NFL quarterback. Josh Allen hasn't learned that yet. He's still learning. He's in the process of learning all that. Nathan Peterman's been there, done that for a couple of years now. So the fact that they're starting Peterman over Josh Allen. It's not sending a message. It's just, look, right now at this time, uh, we're allowing Josh to learn under, you know, the quarterbacks that, that we have and, and the coaching. And it's just not ready to start yet. And, and that's not a bad thing. I don't know why people keep – I don't know why people may feel like it's a bad thing. It's not. You know, if, if, well, if you're going to why ready, bad not ready. Cuervo, the reason why that it's not is because they traded away AJ McCarron. That's the big problem. I mean, if you're going to do that, if you're, I mean, you're gonna sit there, mm-hmm. and not only that, Cuervo, you the Buffalo Bills. You got the, you got Joe Flacco coming in. So it is. That's the reason why people are questioning it, and that's the reason why I think it's a bad thing. If you're gonna get rid of AJ McCarron, 
then you then you you starting Nathan Peterman is already starting the season off and just letting everybody know we're all set and ready to go for next year. And it's just a bad message as a football team, and that's the reason why it's a bad thing as a whole for this franchise. Because a franchise that goes to the playoffs for the first time in God knows how long, then they answer with Nathan Peterman. And I can understand why fans are up in arms with that because this should have either A, been the rookie, or B, A.J. McCarron. Yeah, I mean, look, there's there's been a lot of questionable things that the Buffalo Bills have done at the quarterback position. I mean, you know, the the one guy that finally got them into the playoff, now granted, like, he, you know, wasn't Drew Brees, okay? Let's not... Let's not mistake ourselves here. I mean, uh, he, yeah. he did just enough. He did just enough to get the Bills into the playoffs. But then they turn around and say, "Hey, Tyrod, I appreciate everything you did for our franchise. You know, got into the playoffs for the first time in almost twenty years. Um, yeah, we're going to go ahead. and We're going to trade you. What? <laughs> exactly. uh, I mean, that was the first. That, honestly, that was the first mistake that the Buffalo Bills made is trading away the quarterback that got them to their first playoff in almost 20 years. Okay. Yep. Then they turn around and they say, well, let's, let's move in a, a different direction. And we're going to go trade for a guy in, in AJ McCarron who has shown some potential and, uh, you know, didn't really give up a whole lot. So it was a good deal for the Buffalo Bills. Then they turn around and say, okay, well, we need, we need some insurance. We need to think about our future. They draft Josh Allen. Great decision, by the way. If you remember, I want to say they traded – well, they traded up to get him, but I don't think they gave him a whole lot. Anyway, um, then they turn around and, for whatever reason and was like, no, that's not going to work. So we traded – they traded him to the Raiders and – so it's just been a lot of I, – I don't know where the confusion may be in Buffalo, but, man, it, it's, it's, it's a mess, honey. And now look what they're stuck with. They're just stuck with a guy, Nathan Peterman, who has very little experience in the NFL and a rookie. So, yeah, it's not going to be a good start for the Buffalo Bills this year. It, 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 it's going to be rough. And the key and the key word that you said in that whole thing, Cuervo, I was listening to the whole thing, but there was one key word that you said in there, stuck. They, this team is stuck with, with, mm-hmm. with Nathan Peterman at the quarterback position. They are stuck, and they have no business to be stuck anywhere, you know, as far as anything is concerned. They made the biggest mistake letting A.J. McCarron go, and that, that's going to be the, the – the whole situation. Week number one is going to be, you know, we just don't know. I mean, normally week number ones in the NFL, we are pretty good at because sometimes you can see the writing on the wall. Sometimes you can't. Most of the time you can. This one here has your eyes bleeding in reality uh, you yeah. know, as you sit and watch this, whether it be if you're going to sit and really watch it uh, like on network or on Red Zone, uh, we're going to see a, a lot hey, of – Can we talk? Uh, yes, we're going to see a lot. Yes, thank you, Joan. Uh, we're going to see a lot of the Baltimore Ravens, and we're going to – and I think this, this is going to – I think it's going to get ugly, and I think it's going to get ugly quick. I think it's going to be an ugly game altogether. I mean, I don't, I don't see explosive offenses in this game. Uh, so it could be a low-scoring game. You know, maybe you see 20 points from one, one team uh, if you're lucky. But, 
Yeah, I mean, both offenses are, are not that great. Uh, so, I mean, they ranked pretty low last year as well, just overall offensive. So, I, I don't really see much different. I mean, what did these teams do to improve their offense? They didn't really do a whole lot. So, I don't see a whole lot of excitement in this one. Yeah, you're right. This is if you're if you're in Baltimore or Buffalo, I feel bad for you. Just put it that yeah. way. I, I I feel bad for him also. So I don't think this one was very hard. When I saw it on there, I, w- I was just like, Nathan. And, and yes, Sonny, I, I've been accused on this show, Cuervo, of just being way, way, way too, e- you know, thinking way too easy. But this one here, this one, I, I think it, this is a train wreck about ready to happen. So we're both up on Baltimore in week number one of the NFL. That having been said, of course, that's the name of this show. Uh, there's no need to sit and talk about that one, but there is an interesting game going on because I I like this game that is all set and ready to go, Cuervo, and the reason why I like this one that we're going to talk about is because of what we talked about a little bit in the last game. We just are not sure what we're going to get as the Cincinnati Bengals go on the road to take on the Indianapolis Colts. Well, is Cincinnati good? I don't know. Is Andrew Luck back and ready to go? I don't know. We can sit and listen to everybody, every expert, every so-called expert, um, every uh, medical doctor, and you know all the media guys saying, oh, someone looks good, someone doesn't. And Cincinnati just really already starting the season off bad, and 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 we we talked a little bit about it, you know, as you know, for nine years we've been talking about the head coach of this football team. Can we talk? Yes, I know Joan. I know she's. By the way, she's wrapped up this morning. Um, this 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 story about the head coach up on. This team is the big story, more so than the guys that are out on the football field. We should be talking about Andy Dalton at the quarterback. We should be talking about A.J. Green at the wide receiver. We're not getting that. We're talking about the coaching week number one, Cuervo. That that, that already spells problems for the Cincinnati Bengals as they go up on the road, and they're going to maybe get an Andrew Luck who is, quote, unquote, 100% if you believe the media and the doctors. Well, I don't believe anything that anyone says. I, <clears throat> I will believe it with my own two eyes when I see him on red zone uh, going up against that Cincinnati Bengals defense, which is not a great defense. So, in reality, this is a, a good start to, you know, Andrew Luck's comeback. You know, it, it, Cincinnati's defense is not great. So, yep, I don't think he really has a whole lot to worry about. I would say that his offensive line better do their job or else because what you don't want is Andrew Luck running around like a chicken with his head cut off. Absolutely. You want him to have time to to try and make some plays if the Colts are going to have a chance to win this football game. And if he's running around, it's it's not going to be a good start for the Colts. And here's another thing. They lose as much as a pain in the butt this guy is off the field. Adam Pacman Jones on the football field, that guy's money. Okay, so they lose him. He's gone. That is a big loss. So what has to happen? Step up time. For the defensive tackle, Geno Atkins, who led the Cincinnati Bengals with nine sacks last season and leads the NFL with defensive tackle with uh, 61. All right, so 
that having been said, you also have defensive end Carlos uh, Denlap had seven sacks last year. What, it, what I'm saying is that defensive line is going to be going after Andrew Luck. And right now, if the Indianapolis Colts are not set on that offensive line, they got two guys that are foaming at the mouth to get to Andrew Luck and put him down again for the rest of the season. I've got news for you. When this guy's going to get hit, he's going to get hard, hit hard. Now, there's a new rule, which I, I the, the flash of, of uh, preseason football, or, and actually, it wasn't even preseason. Back that, up, back that up. In the game where the Philadelphia Eagles got the victory over Atlanta, that new rule about putting the weight on the quarterback when you tackle him, they're flagging for that now. Um, so that's a good thing mm-hmm. for Andrew Luck in reality, Cuervo. Uh, but this guy, you know, this guy's going to get hit right and left. He's going to have him coming from both sides. Well, I mean, that's, if you're a Colts fan, that's that you're hoping that that doesn't happen. But I think, I think there's a chance that it could. I mean, you know, one thing that Cincinnati does do well on defense is get pressure on the quarterback. So yep. up front, I think Cuervo, pretty stout. Cuervo, I got Cuervo, Cuervo, got to interrupt you. Hold on, Absolutely. because we got to do this while since he has the moment. Sure. Yeah, hold on one second. While he has the moment. Hello, I hope I didn't miss him. There he is, Melvin Bullet. He, he, he uh, hold on. There he is, Melvin Bullet. Everybody, hey, former defensive back. You're on live, by the way. Former defensive back for the Indianapolis Colts and one of the sponsors of this fine program, as well as the Raleigh Eagles football and basketball team, for the first time on the show. Melvin Bullet, how you doing, Melvin? I'm doing good. How you doing, Sonny? I'm doing good. Hey, thanks for taking the couple minutes. I know you're busy over there at the Bullet Experience. First of all, let people know a little bit about the Bullet Experience before we hop in and talk Dallas Cowboy football. Well, it's a it's a, a youth multi-sport training facility that, you know, caters to a lot of the needs of different people, and it also provides training, and that uh, includes sports performance training for whatever sport you're doing. So it, it's a unique type of feel. It's kind of like a small university for for young athletes in this area, you know, they're they're going somewhere that they're playing on a team for and they're proceeding workouts together. So it's it's a pretty cool atmosphere. Training with the pros, you know, you have obviously Jerry, you have obviously have Terrence and you as yourself, well, uh, NFL uh, professional football players, uh, you get the best out of there. So first of all, folks get over there, check out that facility. It's beautiful, by the way. So so that having been said, of course, that's the name of the show on Sunday, just so you don't know, uh, Melvin. We're going to hop right into the Dallas game because that's what you said you wanted to talk about. Let's go ahead and do that. The Dallas Cowboys, they, they're going to just start this one off in Carolina against the quarterback that is a very mobile quarterback. But my question to you is if you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, right now I think Carolina is thinking to themselves, we'll just we'll put eight in the box and let the wide receivers try to beat us. And I think that's the key in this game. It, it is. And um, I think uh, today, you know, if a statement can be made that, you know, that we can win with the pass, is going to open up a lot for the Cowboys, which I think will be very important for them going on later in the season. Definitely. Now, what, when you look at what's going on with the, with the retirement of, of 
uh, Jason Witten. Then, of course, you have uh, Des Bryant. He goes, hey, how much of an effect of those two guys is going to go off hurts the morale of this football team? I think Jason Witten is the biggest loss in reality. Uh, but I think the combination of the one-two punch is really going to have, uh, you know, affect the morale of this football team. I think it just shows that, um, you know, I mean, obviously there's no replacing Jason Witten or Des Bryant. They're obviously two of the best top five players at their position in the past, what, eight to ten years. So it's, that's, that's yep. tough. But what's going to be important is for, you know, the, the leaders on the team now currently, you know, with Dak Prescott, uh, Zeke Elliott, to step up and be those leaders on the team and, and truly take over the game and, and help those guys understand it. You know, we can get it done. Well, let me ask you this. As a defensive back, knowing what is coming at your way, uh, saying, yay, put those guys on the island, describe a little bit coming from your position as a defensive back, what are you looking at as far as the play that's coming your way, um, whether or not it's run or pass? What what are the significant signs before the snap that you're seeing that it's going to be a pass or a run play? I think – you know, speaking for from a defensive back perspective, in week one, you know, you're watching a previous film of the team that's played against you or your type of scheme. So you're looking for those those consistent plays that they do, you know, first different first down runs. If they're lined up in two backs and one tight end, if the tight end is locking down, most likely it's run. If, if he's releasing, it's going to be passed. So you, you really got to pay attention in your film sessions and, and kind of understand what their tendencies were in the third quarter of the third preseason game leading up to, to um, you know, the previous season. Definitely. And something to look out for, of course, you got the guy that's going to say, feed me more, feed me more. That's Ezekiel Elliott at the running back position. This is a different football team with him out on the football field, but that's when they had the other weapons. That, of course, being Jason Witten and Des Bryant. Uh, you know, what's he going to have to do? What's he going to have to recognize in order for him to be successful at the running game? Or uh, you think you're going to see more of them in the third, you know, in the, in the passing uh, down? and third down and stuff like that. Did I lose Melvin? Yeah, no, no, I'm here. He's, hey. What I was saying is, um, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's going to be in the majority of the packages, I believe. You know, he's healthy. He's, he's back for the full season. So, you know, it's going to be one of those things where try to get Zeke going early. And then oh, that can open up your passing game and then get the receivers in a in a groove. All right, Melvin, I'm going to shoot this over to my co-host, Cuervo. Cuervo, it's Melvin Bullitt, the owner of the Bullet Experience and fine sponsor of this program and former defensive back of the Indianapolis Colts. Cuervo. All right, I appreciate it, Tony. Melvin, thank you for joining us this morning. Um, now, I wanted to talk about – I like to talk about the, uh, the new blood when it comes to uh, – football teams in week one and whatnot. And, and obviously we all know that the Dallas Cowboys uh, drafted uh, Lander Van Nesh out of Boise State in the first round. Uh, what have you seen from him and what do you think he brings to the table for this Dallas Cowboys defense? Because as we all know, I mean, there, there's a lot of uh, things that they need to improve on defensively. So what, do you, what have you seen from him? What do you think he could bring to the table for, for this Cowboys team? You know he's he's long, he's rangy. I think that um he provides a lot of a lot of help in the passing game is what I see the most. Um, I think in the running game he'll be fine once he gets more comfortable. But 
I mean, he's he's got great agility and he's tall. So, you know, he's going to be in low, those passing lanes. I think he's going to help out a lot, especially get a chance to stay in on some third-down packages down the road. Do you he feel like Melvin Butler to move to oh, – I'm sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, what I was going to ask, Melvin, is do you, do you, does it have a feeling – is there a feeling there that maybe – uh, eventually, he's going to replace Sean Lee, or, or is he going to be playing more outside? Or what? What? What's the plan for him as far as position wise? I I don't know. You know, not being a player on that team, but um, from the outside looking in, it just looks like you know you're you're adding a, a future ten year linebacker. That's what you're trying to do. You know, you have success with it with Sean Lee. So I wouldn't say it's a replacement. You know, it's a compliment to someone who's later on in their career, and you know he can. He can continue to go. I mean, there's no telling how much longer Sean Lee can play if he can stay healthy. Melvin, just really quick, you got a couple of guys that are, you know, the quote-unquote questionable players. How do you think that those questionable players are going to fare here in the week number one for the Dallas Cowboys and some of the stories about the -the off-the-field problems that this football team has? I think that, um, you know, from my time with the Colts, one of the things we tried to focus on was, once we got into to, to game week, everything else was out the window. You focus on the game, um, you take care of your family, and that's it. And I don't know what their culture is like or their atmosphere, but that's the way that I would approach it. Definitely. Folks, he is Melvin Bullet. Melvin, let people know uh, how they can come in contact with the Bullet experience. And, and, folks, I'm telling you right now, if you haven't been out there to check out the facility just outside of Waterview, you guys are missing a beautiful building. And you also, you just don't do training. You don't just do football, do you, Melvin? No, we, we have volleyball. Um, today we start our, our youth flag football, uh, the, the Bullet experience NFL flag football, which will be pretty cool. And um, all the kids will be home in time to watch the games. <laughs> Definitely. Hey, and, and, that, and I think that's the plan, right? You're going to schedule around the Dallas Cowboy games? Um, no, we, we just have the games on Sundays. <laughs> uh, the season the season's only six weeks long, so we'll, we'll be fine. Did you get a good turnout, by the way, for that program that you had going on? We did. We got excellent turnout. In our, our first season, we had 13 total teams, so it's, it's a good start. Oh, that's a, that, that's fantastic, Melvin. Congratulations on that. I'm glad uh, that you got that squared away. And, Melvin, we may call you in as far as that's concerned. Hey, who do you have in this one? Is the Dallas Cowboys, you know, they, they're taking on a tough Carolina football team. Who you got? I, I, you know, honestly, it's going to be a close one, but I, I just see at the beginning, I think if the Cowboys can get on top of them running the ball, they'll have a chance to win. But I think with Carolina being at home, I'm going to go with Carolina. I, th- th- I, that's going to be the big question. We'll break this one down a little bit later on in the show. Thanks for Melvin Bullock for taking a couple of minutes. Get out there, take care of those kids, and get them ready for uh, get them ready for whatever their future holds, uh, whether it's football or anything else. Okay, my friend. All right, thanks, man. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you, John. All right, nice Melvin. <laughs> That's Melvin Bullet of the Melvin Bullet, well, of the Bullet Experience. But thank him for his time here on the Sunday morning, talking a little bit of Dallas Cowboy football. As you know, we are going to break that one down just a little bit more. Let's hop back into the Cincinnati Bengal Indianapolis game. We are looking more Andrew Luck. This this franchise 
has been so dependent up on Andrew Luck. And that's no great big secret. This this football team has been, you know, holding on to the quarterback, uh, you know, you know, repri- you know, being good, I guess you can say, for many, many years with Peyton Manning, now the guy, the second regime, not getting the success that they really expected in reality, Cuervo. This is the year they're hoping that whole situation turns around with them. But here's the problem, Cuervo. With the AFC South being more tough than it has been in the past, now you've got three teams really vying for that spot, more so than they were winning by default in reality, Cuervo, because of the quarterback position. Yeah, and, you know, things are different now this year. Um, you know, you, you, you look at the four teams in that division, uh, the Colts no longer have the worst quarterback in that division. Yep. I think that that title now belongs to uh, arguably your Jacksonville Jaguars. but uh, and, and That's, that's not arguably. That's that a time. fact, baby. <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, but look, I mean, it all depends on how you feel about Marcus Mariota uh, because – let, let's be honest. Um, you know, Give me Marcus Mariota. He shows flashes every now and then, but, you know, it, what saves him in a lot of games is, is his ability to move around and, and, and use Absolutely. his legs to make plays. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. My, my point I'm making is you can't rely on it either. Uh, not, it doesn't work out very often for mobile quarterbacks like that. And I, think Mer, I think Marcus has to get – better in the pocket and, and, you know, make plays with his arm as opposed to his legs. But absolutely, regardless, I, I, you know, I, I, uh, I digress a little bit, Sonny. But, you know, now that Andrew Luck is back, I mean, look, it's not like people have forgotten what he brings to the table. It's just it's been so long that he's, that he's played that, you know, some people may have forgotten what he what, – may have forgot what he brings to the table. And, I think people today are going to remember and they're going to be reminded how the Indianapolis Colts, excuse me, should uh, look. And I'm sure, you know, as much as Melvin's going to be watching the uh, Cowboys game, he's going to pay a little bit of attention to, to his former team as well. Absolutely. He's going to, and I think where he's going to be looking at in reality, Cuervo, it's going to, it's going to be what's going to happen up front for the Baltimore, uh, Baltimore courts, the Indianapolis Colts. What has to happen is they're going to have to get that number one draft pick that they got in there, Nelson, to get up there and be ready to go. And then they also have center Ryan Kelly, the first uh, round draft picks with the right guard, Matt uh, Sawson. Mm-hmm. So those guys have to pick it up and really they have to be the MVPs of this team this week because they don't know what's going to get them. You can sit there and have preseason games all day long, but when you go from preseason game to week one of the NFL, it's just a bigger step that's being taken more so than just walking up to the line. These are leaps and bounds from going to preseason to week one. It changes all. The question is, is will they be able to go ahead and be able to stop Carlos Danvos, Gino Atkins, and Carl Lawson, okay? Those guys, you're going to have to figure out how to stop, and I just don't see it, Cuervo, and mainly because of rust, mainly because of even though they got they improved on that offensive line, that defense that's going to be heading this way, 
is is definitely the better of the two. I think the offenses, you know, really in reality when you look at it, I think they just mark themselves out. Even though you got AJ Green on the other side, um, I, I just I just think that the the Bengals are going to get the victory here today. Who do you got in this one? Yeah, you know, Sonny, I've been flop flip flopping uh, back too. and forth between. Them. This is a tough one. Um, but at the end of the day, I think I think the difference is what you just mentioned. You know, Andrew Luck, first game in, in almost two years. There's going to be, I mean, I don't even think rusty is the word to describe how rough of a day it's going to be for Andrew Luck. And, and that's not even necessarily, uh, you know, him being accurate or not. I think, I think the accuracy will be there. There's going to be some throws, if you're a Colts fan, that's going to frustrate you. And you're going to be like, how the hell did you miss that throw? Uh, kind of like Matt Ryan on, on Thursday night, but um, but I, I think I think the other big thing too is just I, I I'm going to be paying close attention to the offensive line and the type of protection that they're going to give Andrew Luck, and I think that's going to be the difference. Uh, I don't think they have a good enough line to hold uh, Cincinnati's front four, uh, let alone the front seven. So. Uh, I'm going to, in a close one, in a, in a squeaker, in a barn burner, however you want to call it, uh, I think the Cincinnati Bengals start the season off 1-0. and uh, People uh, start campaigning for Marvin Lewis for, for one more year, maybe two more years, and we, and we move on with our day. We'll see what ends up happening. You're absolutely right. It's going to be that, that one's. It is going to be a good one, and I I look forward to seeing that. Mainly, you know, I, I don't know if there's an, an you know there's definitely not any oil that can break through a lot of rust. So they need to make sure that they buy the high end oil to make sure that they you know get it on the joints of their quarterback to, if they're going to have any success this year. And it's got to start with week number one. They don't necessarily have to win week number one, Cuervo. But I think they have to win week number one. What that means is they may not win the game, but the win is to see how Andrew Luck hits the football field and are ready for the rest of the season. That having been said, of course, that's the name of the show. We go on to the next game square ball. This one's going to, I think this one, I just want, I think is going to have the opportunity to sneak by and be the best game of the week. And I'm talking about the Houston Texans heading on over to the New England Patriots. And the main reason why is because when you talked about the Patriots in the past, Cuervo, there was really no question about this football team. There's really no question this year as if this game is an actual division game. But when you've got a different team headed your way, such as the Houston Texans, with some of their question marks coming into the game as well, whether it be quarterback, defensive back, or whatever the case may be, you know, week number one is set in prime for New England to get the victory in week number one. But hold on, contraire, mon frere, because when you got the other side where you don't necessarily know what's going to happen, this is the first season, Cuervo, in 12 seasons that we are – I'm actually sitting here thinking I want to go ahead and pull the trigger on the Houston Texans, mainly because it's the first game. If this is week number two, week number three, I'm not even – thinking about the Houston Texans getting the victory over there uh, in New England. That having been said, Foxborough is a tough, tough place to play, and if Houston is going to get the victory, they better come to play. That means Jameis Winston has got to be Jameis Winston. Sorry about that. I, I, I got the quarterbacks all mixed up. Let me know who that quarterback is. My brain just went off to the left-hand side. 
Yeah, you're 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 thinking of Deshaun Watson, Sonny, for Houston. Thank you. Definitely. Yeah. So, you know, here's here's my thing. Um, when it comes to when it comes to the New England Patriots, the the one thing that they struggle with um, are mobile are mobile type quarterbacks, um, especially early in the games, because you know they 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 they. Uh, have to adjust to it, um, and, and and a lot of teams they adjust pretty quickly. But for for New England, whatever the case may be, uh, you know quarterbacks have success early against New England, uh, especially mobile guys like that. So, with that said, it's going to be interesting. You know, when the chess match the chess match is really going to start probably midway through the second quarter between between Bill Belichick and Bill and uh, Bill O'Brien. So, with that said, I mean. It's going to be a matter of just knowing each other's moves, really. I, I and I think you're right, Sonny. I think this has potential to be the best game of the day. Um, yeah. Just simply because of where these two teams are headed. You know, a lot of people like Houston to win the division, yourself included, if I remember correctly. You picked yes, Houston I to win this division. So it, it it has potential for being, you know, a possible, you know, playoff. And, and, and I mean, I know it's only week one. We shouldn't be talking about playoffs, but you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a Jim Mora here. We're gonna talk about playoffs, all right? So, yep, this has potential for being a game that we could see in January. And so, with that said, you know, barring any major injury, of course, you know, you don't you don't want I don't wish that on anybody. But um, that that's that's really what I see in this game is is you know two teams that are that are you know one has obviously proven themselves, and number two, a team that. Is up and coming, you know, you know, hit hit the jackpot with with the pick of Deshaun Watson. Uh, but the key, you know, to me is obviously the health of JJ Watt. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, that's that's the obvious is is his health because uh, you know Jadavion Clowney is not successful without JJ Watt, and JJ Watt's not without successful question. without Jadavion Clowney. So they 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 feed off of each other and they make each other successful. And so with that said. Um, you know, and and I can't I can't wait to see Honey Badger in the Texan uniform. So that's going to be great to see. Uh, I want to see what he can do in that Houston defense. So it's going to be an exciting game. Yeah, I think that's it's going. To, I think it can have the potential of being the steal of the game in reality because that football game in itself. I think you're right, Cuervo. That could come back to this one regarding Houston making the playoffs. Okay, and yes. You know, I, I chose them to win the division, but if they fall back a little bit and they're going for a playoff spot on the wild card, this game could be a big one in reality to uh, talk about. Playoffs? Don't talk about yes. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? Yeah. That and so that having been said, you you when you've got such a big time game with a big time feel going into it, you, you got to come with your A game. So whether that good point about, I want to see hunting badger too. I definitely want to, but I want to go back to what you talked about as far as the injuries. I mean, this is a football team that needs to make sure that they don't lose injuries to their, uh, to their guys, Brian Cushing, um, JJ Watts, you know, to that point, honey badger as well. Uh, you know, and then on the, the the other side, you want to make sure your quarterback is ready to go. This football team has got six players that are such impact players for this football team, and the simple fact of the matter is, is one of those six being out, 
It's, uh, but mainly on the defensive side. If you get one of those other guys out on the defensive side of the ball, it changes your whole philosophy on your defense in reality. So th- that's where you got to have a guy to step up and say, let's do this. Now, I don't even, speaking of that, Cuervo, I don't even know if Brian Cushing's still on this football team. I got to look that up. But that's another guy who's always hurt and never out on the football field. So this has got to be the year of health. So, you know, this football team's offseason conditioning and things like that, if it was not the number one priority going into the season, uh, that would have been a mistake. So, but on the other hand, Brady threw for 378 uh, yards, five touchdowns, and last minute went over the Texans last season, and that took them to 7-1. and one. Um, This is a football team that knows this team. He knows this coach. They know what's going there. But the simple fact of the matter is, is there's the difference. And, and we're talking about in seven games, Cuervo, uh, Watson threw for almost 1,700 yards, 1,699 of them, 19 touchdowns, and also using 269 yards, rushing the ball with two touchdowns on 36 carries. That is what an impact player on the offensive side of the ball does for them. But we go back to what you were talking about in the, in the uh, other games. Uh, a quarterback that needs to, you know, whether it's Marcus Mariota or whoever, this is another one that has to realize this is the NFL. It means not for long, especially if you're a running quarterback. And Deshaun Watson's got to know when the right time to run. And the biggest thing that he has to do when he runs is how he runs, Cuervo. Because if you're going to take unnecessary hits that we've seen some of these running quarterbacks take in the past, it is not going to be not for long for uh, for Watson as he tries to go and be the quarterback that he can be for a full 16 games. Well, you know, Sonny, what I would say for Deshaun Watson in that in that instance is there's still the learning curve is still there for him. You know, this is only his second year. He only played um, what. 10 games last year, which I'm not saying that that's a lot. What I'm saying is there's there's potential for the learning curve to still be there. Um, so I, I really I really don't knock Deshaun Watson too much on the whole, you know, running situation and how much he runs and whatnot. He, he's going to get there. He's going to figure it out. Um, but for these other veterans that have been around for a while, um, you know, they know better. And and, you know, the fact that, you know, they still, some of them, the ones that still kind of try to make things happen with their legs more than they should, uh, those are the ones that that I really don't uh, have a whole lot of remorse for when, when something bad happens because they, they, know, they know what it's like or they know, they have the experience and they understand, like, okay, maybe I should have not ran on this play, you know, they have learned how to be patient. Sean Watson really hasn't learned that yet. Now, if everybody learns at a different pace. So if Deshaun Watson picks it up faster, I mean, hey, kudos to him and to the Texans organization. But for Watson, I think I think there's still a learning curve there. Definitely. Who you got in this one? This one was the toughest game of the week for me to pick, but you know, it's it's Foxborough, man. That, and and it really, in reality, that's all you have to say, regardless of the talent that's coming your way. It's Foxborough week number one. Uh, That's a tough one to get over. That's what, and I'm just going with experience on this one, Cuervo. I, I think Houston has the capability of winning this football game. I just don't think they will. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I think I think they're the more, I guess, talented team. But 
They're not they're not the better coach team. Now, would it shock me if Houston wins this game? Eh, not really. I mean, you're talking about Bill O'Brien, a guy who who was with New England for years uh, as the offensive coordinator. So, if anybody knows this New England Patriots team, it, it's to the Houston Texans. But, you know, I mean, at the same time, look, last year, Sonny, you know, first game of the year, opening night, who thought the Kansas City Chiefs were going to do what they did to the New England Absolutely. Patriots? I mean, yeah. I mean, week one is just so crazy that – Anything can happen now. I'm I'm still taking New England, uh, but you just never know, Sonny. I mean, man, I mean, Houston can go in there and beat them 41 to 10 for all we know. But I don't see that happening. I think New England coming off coming off of a Super Bowl loss. We all know how that team is when when after they lose the Super Bowl, it, it's not good for other teams. So hey, I gotta uh, go. With it, the yeah, they don't lose two. They don't lose two games in a row very often in reality. So that takes us to our next game before we hit the break. And I'm bringing in a special guest on this one as the Pittsburgh Steelers are on the road taking on the newly, you know, found, crowned, whatever you want to call them, Cleveland Browns. I got Steel City Storm. How you doing, Steel? Greetings and salutations. Definitely. I, I, I guess the question is, is it has the morning set in over there in Pittsburgh? Not that they needed a Le'Veon Bell week number one, which I think is key on whether or not he was going to be there or not. Um, but no Le'Veon Bell for this game. Uh, how's the morning going on in Cincinnati for Le'Veon Bell? Well, the only upset I'm is I drafted that moron in my first pick in a fantasy draft, and he does it. Um, uh, if you have a life where you can give up a one-week paycheck of $854,000, I guess, you know, you got, you know, your priorities in the different area. Um, this team went 13-3 last year, which a lot of Pittsburghers seem to forget. And, um, you know, Le'Veon Bell, if you really look at his, you know, body of work, yes, he's a different type of running back. Um, yeah, why don't we put him behind the Cleveland Browns line, and I'd like to see his numbers. You know, like yeah. Ben Roethlisberger said, it's a team game. That offensive line, uh, Antonio Brown, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, you've probably heard of these guys before. Um, yeah. They kind of are pro bowlers and what made Bell. Whether Now, if he wants to protect himself, you know, for next year, you know, Okay, whatever. I mean, he has to come back sooner or later. Um, I wish Steelers could trade him now, but they just can't. I mean, it's just impossible to do. They thought he would actually be back Saturday to sign his tender, which would make him ineligible for today's game, but he would collect his $854,000. What would the season be without a little Pittsburgh Steelers drama? This is normal. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I don't I don't anticipate um anything to be messed up. I expect them to win today. I expect them to be in contention to be the AFC champion and represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. No, I didn't guarantee it. I expect it because you know, I don't think the Patriots are what they were. I think the San Diego Chargers are better than we think. 
but there's uh-huh. no clear-cut uh, team out there. And if you look at the Steelers, where they have and what they have, um, you could seriously consider them one of the front runners. But today's game should be entertaining. James Conner is a local kid here from Pittsburgh. He beat cancer. And uh, yes, he beat cancer story. to get on the field. He's the hometown kid. Um, I expect him to have a good game. I expect him to be used as he needs to be used. And I hope he has a big game and they'll say levy on who? Yeah. Well, that's what you want. And you're not going to get it, but you know that's what you want as a fan. You definitely want to know to say Le'Veon who. I but I, I just don't think that's going to be happening. But it's good for the for the young kid getting in there. I agree. But Cuervo, Hugh Jackson, okay, he is vowed. Okay, he's made a vow. Now this is a big one to make this team. You know, this team right here. You know, more more physical, more competitive, and ready to start the season for success. But hey, they get one victory. They've already outdone themselves from last year, Cuervo. So the, I, you know, to me that falls on deaf ears in reality, Cuervo. I, 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 this is a football team that needs to come together on all aspects. Whether it's forget about the football field, I'm talking about the front office down to the coaching, down to the football players. This has got to be a full all-in attitude or they're going to have a hard time. Now, they did do pretty well in the offseason grabbing up players. Even last year, uh, they grabbed up some good football players. Now the question is, is will they get enough chemistry to have success out on the football field? Well, you know, Sonny, I mean, that remains to be seen. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's week one and, and whatnot. And, you know, and you're right. I mean, you know, if you want change to happen, things things need to change. You can't just talk about it. You have to actually – apply changes. So, and I, I think in Cleveland, that's what they're trying to do. Um, you know, as far as the Steelers are concerned, I'm not really too concerned about them. I mean, yeah, having Le'Veon Bell would be great. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but, but the Steelers are, are always going to be the Steelers. They're, they're a team that they, they move on from, from losing certain guys and, and they, just, they do, they just continue to move forward. Like, and then that's what all NFL teams should do. You know, uh, you know, some teams, they mourn over losing certain guys and, I don't get it. It's a business. Like, yeah, you you know, players are going to, they're going to come and go. Everybody's replaceable in this league. So with that said, I'm not really too concerned if you're a Steeler fan, just like Steel City is, um, you know, he doesn't sound very concerned. I think the rest of Steeler nation shouldn't be concerned either, but you know, going back to Cleveland, um, you know, again, I mean, you know, if you, you know, you can't just talk about change. You have to actually, take action and, and make change. So, and I, and I think in Cleveland, we could, we could see that. And it's, and it starts with the little things like what we saw Jarvis Landry do getting into people's behinds about, about their work ethic. And, and my line for, for this one is just one I used to, you know, in the game or two back, it, it's not necessarily that you win this game, but you have to win this game. And, and I'm not talking about the final score. It's making sure that you got guys that can go out there, whether it's Jarvis Landry backing up what he says out in the practice. I mean, let, let's be honest. He's been the most vocal on that football team through this whole, through this whole thing. Will Tyrod Taylor be a guy that can be successful? Again, they're not going to win this game, guys, but they have to win. They've got to play well. They've got to put out a good showing. Because if you looked at this game and you thought that, the, like I did, that the Cleveland Browns can win six games, this was not one of the six. 
okay? And, you know, regardless if it's at home or whatever the case may be. Now, that's the, the intriguing part about this whole thing is, is that it's a division game, week number one. And this is where you find out the true grit of a football team, Steel City, is whether or not Cleveland's going to be able to hang with the Pittsburgh Steelers. That could put a 40-burger up on them and not be completely surprised. But it's all about the other side of the ball, too, as well for this football team. Can they monster enough to play? I think this is a successful football game for them if they score 21 points or more in reality. Yeah, and it's the NFL. I mean, you could be the worst team in the NFL, but you still are a professional team. Hey, that's week one. The Steelers could lose today. I mean, it's a reality. Any team can beat any team. On paper, you would think this should definitely be a game the Steelers should have. They should want it. Like you said, it's a divisional game. Even though it's week one, divisional games are very important. Um, I expect the Steelers, from what I've gathered the last two days here with the media, we just had the Pitt-Penn State game, so that took up all the story. But the um, the attitude is now almost, believe it or not, a team that was 13-3 circling the wagons, and they yeah. have a little chip on their shoulder, and I like that. I like that they have a chip on their shoulder. I think they're going to go out, and, and this offensive line is going to move people. They want Connor to be successful. They want to be successful to prove a point to everyone out there that has made this Le'Veon Bell. And Le'Veon Bell apparently was telling people one thing, then his agent does another. So that kind of rubbed the Steelers the wrong way. It's still a team game when you get down to it. No, it's a business, and they're there to make money, not for now, but for 20 years from now. But sooner or later, it's still a team game. They feel slighted. And these are not my words. They're the offensive line players' words. And I think they're going to prove something today. Just no one get hurt and win the game. That's all I want. And you look at this is a football team that went and added players. I mean, Carlos Hyde, I think he's overrated. I, you know, I'm sorry, I'm saying it, and I don't mind saying it. 1,288 yards, eight rushing touchdowns for the San Francisco 49ers. I'm sorry. I what? And the main reason why I worry about Carlos Hyde is because I don't know if he's going to end up being on the football team next week after he gets his bell rung. That's not, it's not a slide. It's a guy who quit football and then realized that his paycheck couldn't do it. So where is his heart? Now his heart is in his health, and I get it. And the question is, is how much will he be able to continue to do what he does? You know, 1,288 yards, that took something out of him. I don't care what anybody says. I think it's still in the back of his mind. That's one of the things that the Browns have to worry about in reality. So they got Hyde, Landry, and Taylor to start off this football season. Let's see if a bunch of young kids can go in there and turn around the franchise. And I don't know if it's it's possible, but – that's how you start trying to win football games is winning games that you shouldn't. And Cuervo, in reality, no one, and nobody in their right minds got Pittsburgh in this game. Nobody, nobody has Pittsburgh in this game. You're saying? I mean Cleveland in this game. I'm sorry, my my brain. Needs, okay. I mean, I was, my I my, my brain say. needs a jump start. <laughs> Get some more coffee during the break, honey. Oh, yeah, not, yeah I got you. You're, you're right. <laughs> no, but you're right. You know, I mean, there, there, there's going to be people out there that go out on a limb and, and, and pick the Browns to win this game. And, and you know, I, I, I understand it. You know, there's a, 
they've added a lot of pieces. You know, they drafted Baker Mayfield number one, if, even though he's, he's not playing, so it doesn't matter. But the, the point I'm making is, is, is that that the hype of the Cleveland Browns is there for people. So yeah, you know, it, 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 if you're picking the Browns to win, it's an emotional pick. You're buying into the hype. Look, you you and me, Sonny, we've been doing this for nine years. Steel City is has been you know watching football probably since he was a kid. So, um, you know, we, we know better. We don't buy into the hype. And um, so I'm I'm obviously going Pittsburgh. I don't think they miss a beat without Le'Veon, though. I think James Conner is just as, you know, just as talented. Uh, he doesn't do as much as Le'Veon, though, but he's got the talent to, to make plays. And, um, you know, I mean, really, what it really comes down to is, look, the Steelers are the type of organization you could plug anybody into that uh, into that offense, and you're gonna you're gonna produce. All right, so that, it, that's what it really comes down to. Well, th- this is also a football team that also has a priority on getting the job done, and it, and we talk about it with Green Bay all the time. But in reality, I think the team that really kind of really enhances uh, the next man up is the Pittsburgh Steelers more so than the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers has the next man mentality, but if they don't have a quarterback there, you know, uh, they're in a lot of trouble. If Ben Roethlisberger goes down in the game and, you know, in reality, and I'm talking to Steel City, the simple fact of the matter is, is that where this football team wins games in reality, Steel City, it's in here. I'm supposed to be a franchise player and we're in yeah. here talking about practice. But I mean, yeah. listen, we're talking about yeah. practice. Not yeah. a game, yeah. not a game, yeah. not a game. We're yeah. talking about practice. But, but in Pittsburgh, Steel City, that's where games are won in reality. Yeah, they are. And you know what? One thing for Cleveland fans, if they can take anything away from what's going on, is like Corvo said, the hype. The hype fills seats. Seats makes money for the franchise. So part one was done for Cleveland to get success back. But I hope these coaches are good managers because you got a lot of different people. You're talking about chemistry. I think even though Mike Tomlin, I just cringe when that man talks because it's like a, a cliche festival. But i got to give him credit. He can he did what Chuck Knoll did. He did what Bill Coward did. You control personalities. you got a lot of different yep. personalities, different people in that locker room. Success brings people together, or no success can draw people apart. And when you got people like Laundry who's had success in other areas, when things start going bad, you know they seem to step away and say, "Well, it isn't me," and that's not good. Um, so it's very important for Cleveland, even in a loss, to have success to bring these personalities together. And like you said, there's nowhere to go but up for this team right now at this point. So they made the moves. Cleveland should be excited. Um, the weather's terrible. It's 100% chance of rain. Um, so I kind of like this Connor in here. Um, Bell never really operated good. And don't forget one important thing. You can look it up. Roethlisberger hasn't been good on the road lately. I don't want to bring, you know, any, uh, you know, hope to Cleveland, but that's a fact. So this yep. game's going to be interesting today. Pretty interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah, one and thirty-one's nothing really to be too scared of in reality. If you're the Pittsburgh Steelers in week number one, I think that's what's going to be the final thing up on that one. We're going to take our first quick break here on the couch potato sports show. It is Sunday morning. The Sunday morning tradition continues. It's called that being said. When we come back, there's more games. We're going to cover them all on the couch potato sports show. And that being said, we will be right back. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors. Proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. We can never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslo Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at CosloInsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? and take it for a ride, check out Coslo Insurance, serving Texans since 1981. Bundle your home, auto, or business insurance to save a ton. Coslo Insurance on the corner of Main Street and Rowlett Road where we make insurance funds. Or check us out on the web at CosloInsurance.com where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? The prospect of retirement can be exciting and scary at the same time. At Nest Egg Wealth Advisors, we have found many people either approaching or currently in retirement failed to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. What is it? How does it work? It's simply not a benefit that you start receiving at age 62. Because these decisions are so important, my firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy of Social Security Maximization, please give our office a call today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nestegadvice.com. This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Perfection Body Sculpting located in Rowlett. Did you know that Perfection Body Sculpting doesn't just offer laser lipo and radio frequency for body contouring? We also offer cellulite reduction and skin tightening, as well as thermal lift and cosmetic and collagen facial creams, as well as top-of-the-line facial masks to help reduce fine wrinkles. 
There are also gift certificates as well as gift baskets with awesome products in it. Call today for your appointment and get three 24-gold facial masks with the purchase of a $69 consultation that includes a 30-minute laser lipo session. So contact 214-735-8519 or visit them on the web at www.perfectionbodysculpt.com. Sunday morning tradition that continues here on the couch with Taylor Sports Show. It is that being said, it is that time where the high and tight happens. That means the interruption of our coverage of the NFL happens as Cuervo goes and gets the high and tight nice haircut. When you have a standing hair appointment, you are somebody that has got a... You know, a phobia about having your hair right, but hey, he is a military man to all he is. Of course, thanks for his uh, service as well. His his great uh, uh, his great analysis up on the NFL. He'll be back. It usually takes him about twenty minutes to get through there as well. So watch out for that. The high and tight that goes up on. All right, here's the deal. Just to let you know, this broke about 43 minutes ago. There will not be a new national anthem policy this season. That's according from ESPN's Adam Schefter. Uh, Schefter reported that the NFL is not expected to implement the new policy on protests during the national anthem, no matter how many discussions it it takes up on the uh, topic. This has been the thing that really gets away from what happens on the football field. Guys, I'm just going to tell you that I, I, I'll be honest, because that's one thing that I try to do up on this show is be honest. Um, really don't care anymore. Um, and, and frankly, I'm surprised that it has taken to get to this point. And we can talk about Colin Kaepernick being the guy uh, for, for Nike. Frankly, this is the best timing for that. But the, the question I have is Nike doing this. Nike is the main sponsor of the NFL, and they bring this guy as their main spokesman. So I don't know if they're shooting themselves in the foot or what they're doing, but Nike doesn't make too many bad decisions, okay? I mean, all you got to do is look at the success of the Jordan brand. Take a look at the success of the Just Do It uh program, although I'm wearing my uh, shirt today that says, just get it, because I do it every day. I, you know, I'm the hardest working man in sports radio, so I do it every day. I just did it, and we're doing it right now up on this show. But the whole Colin Kaepernick, frankly, it bores me, and, and, and I'm going to tell you the reason why. Just really, it's really simple. And, and I've already been blasted for saying this, and I'll say it again, though. What Colin Kaepernick is doing is outstanding, by the way. I mean, and you, you can say, you know, say what he gave up and what he didn't. Listen, there's money out on the table. The guy gives away a million bucks to many, many charities all over you know, regarding this, this cause. Okay? And not only that, he gets re-signed and everything else. You know, but, but here's the thing. 
Why is Colin Kaepernick the only one doing it? And and I'm putting it out there. And, yes, I'm calling out the other NFL players that are up in arms about this whole thing, but they're not doing jack squat about it that I know of. Okay? Now, granted, it's easy to get things back past Sonny. Okay? Things happen. Sometimes Sonny doesn't know it. But I don't remember any calls to action regarding uh, this where they had rallies and they had get-togethers and thousands and thousands of people rallying together for this cause. Everybody else has dropped the ball in this. Everybody else dropped the ball. The only one that's keeping going and doing what he said he was going to do is Colin Kaepernick. So when this whole thing happened, I was like, you know, people and some of the people that support Colin Kaepernick and the cause don't realize what an impression military people have on people's lives. And when things like this happen, you know, they understand that you're not protesting the military, but the way that you're going about it insults them. And the other side doesn't see that because they got their agenda and they want to get it across. But they, but one of the things that I tell people, or I say it all the time, you can't take away from the side of the people in the military that lost people, you know, for those rights and things of that sort. So they kind of see it as how it's happening is disrespectful to the military. I'm not saying it is or isn't. I'm just saying if you can't see how it can offend someone on the other side, your agenda sometimes will blind out what you're trying to get across. Although the military is what give Colin Kaepernick and people like him that stage to do what he's doing. So it's a double-edged sword here in reality, and each side don't want to hear it. But I want to know where the call of the arms of all the other people that have this issue and they're talking about the issue. I, 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 I just don't see it, and no one has been able to tell me about any rallies, any call to actions, or anything else like this. It's just speaking about it one time where it doesn't seem to get much oomph behind it. And that's what I want to see for the movement. I want to see NFL players. Now, granted, they, they can't do that in the regular season. Completely get it, understand it. But what happened last season, this last offseason? They're making Colin Kaepernick carry the weight of this issue on his back, and I don't think that they're doing as much or what they could do in order to make a call to the action of this, this thing. I put it out there. I've been blasted for it all day long, but I'm going to tell you right now, if this is a serious matter and you are an NFL football player, you got money, okay? So it's not like you're like us who got a plug from, you know, nine to five every single day, okay? These guys have the time, especially in the off season, for them to go and do this and make it a big thing. And that's where this thing is failing, and I want to see it succeed. But the only time that they can't talk about it is during the NFL. I think that it does a disservice to the thing that they're trying to change. And when they do that, it will be more successful. But a start, I like the, I like the situation with Nike, what they're doing and bringing them on. All right, here we go. Uh, here we go. The winner after tearing the labrum um, in his throwing shoulder in a game against Tennessee, 
The Indianapolis quarterback Andrew Luck sprained his AC joint at this uh, in the same shoulder in a snowboarding accident, um, and that's according to Ian Rappaport. Now, this one was just released a couple hours ago. Now, I I will tell you that I mean. I, if you're Andrew Luck, man, I, I, I know it's I, I know it's not right to say this, but man, you you got to just be smarter than this. I mean, if you're an NFL football player, snowboarding probably is something that you don't want to do or skiing. <laughs> maybe I don't know, but may, and maybe I'm wrong, but that's going to be really really interesting. Going on. Some other news, and uh, if Steel City wants to hop online and talk about this, he's more than welcome to do that. Uh, but former uh, Raider, um, and this is a very interesting story, Martavius Bennett at the end of training camp uh, could be in trouble now because according to uh, Adam Schefter, which, by the way, is becoming the guy when it comes to news, it's normally, I'm Chris Mortensen. If Chris Mortensen says it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Adam Schefter's getting to that point. But he is right now facing a uh, third suspension in four years for violating the league substance abuse policy. Now, guys, this is not sports enhancement. This is, this is drug abuse. And I'll go back and I will say it. Every single time. If you're a football player and you're dumb enough to go out and, and smoke, you know, a legal drug or do an illegal drug, you deserve what you get. I mean, you, you, know, you know your area. You know where you are. You know who you are. You need to be able to recognize it a little better because right now when you get busted for violating the league's substance abuse policy, frankly, this guy's had three shots at it. I want, I, I want this to be done with him. I know this is horrible to say, but after when the, was the third one, it should have been done. And it wasn't done. And the fact of the matter of this happening is no great big surprise to me. Shouldn't be any great big surprise to anybody. Because once you have a problem, you should be able you know, I mean, this guy didn't get a second chance, then a third chance, then a fourth chance, fourth time. Guys shouldn't be suspended, and, I, and, and I'll even put it out there. I don't even care if it's marijuana. It's really simple. You can't do this stuff. This is part of your job. Right? In Pittsburgh last year, 50 receptions, 603 yards, three touchdowns. Over his career, 126 receptions, 1,917 yards, and 17 touchdowns. And, folks, I'm going to tell you that numbers, those numbers could be a lot more. He let down the the fans of Pittsburgh. He let down the team, but more importantly, he let himself down. Now, I under I I I, I, I understand addiction. I, mine's food. <laughs> I get it. But I'm going to tell you, if there's that much money involved with, I've got news for you. That wouldn't be happening here. And and. I, I know it's easy for me to say that in the way I said it, but I'm going to tell you right now, I have no sympathy for this guy. None. Zero. Not, not, nada. And that's going to be, along with the fact that Bell's not going to play in this game, uh, or um, mark that, he, he went to a different team. So mark that. See, he, he went over to uh, 
to Oakland. So, but now, Bell not in this football game for Pittsburgh. How's that going to affect this football team moving forward? That is going to be a big story. Will he come back after this game? And Cuervo made a very valid point, man. When you can give up 800 and some odd thousand dollars for each game that you're going to miss on the NFL football field, I don't know. Here's the thing, though. I will say this. Really simple to me anyway. All right? The fact of the matter is is that Le'Veon Bell doesn't need this money because he's going to get it on the back end. Wherever he goes, whatever they sign, whatever, he, he's going to get this money that he's missing, regardless if he misses one, two, or three games. He's going to get that money back. So I'm not worried about Le'Veon Bell being paid. I'm not worried about any NFL football player being paid even on the league minimum. I'm not worried about him, not one bit. Cowboys news, Randy Gregory, substance, uh, uh, is another one, substance-related relapse in August, and that is according to Adam Schefter as well. So, and then we tried to talk a little bit about it. I didn't want to get too much into it with Melvin Bullitt, but Randy Gregory, um, that whole situation, he's going to play in his first game since 2016. He had a relapse uh, from a year-long suspension for violating the league substance uh, policy. Um, and now there's going to be another meeting on deciding whether or not they're going to let this guy go. The question will be, uh, in reality, as far as the Dallas Cowboys are concerned, will you have Randy Gregory? This is a guy that had a lot of people standing up for him. This is is the guy that had football players go up to the commissioner of this league and stand for him. And this is not a guy even let himself down. Uh, He did. He let the guys who stood up for him, he let them guys down. This guy's got a problem. This guy, what's best for him is to get him some intense help. But when football teams bring back guys like this, and, and I'm just going to put it out there, when you've got other guys that may not be as talented as Randy Gregory, but they certainly have a right being out on the football field more than he does, and that's because they know how to follow the rules of the game. They know how to follow the rules of the NFL. you got guys out there busting it, and Randy Gregory, hey, that guy is a talent without question, but I'm going to tell you right now, that there are other players in there trying to bust it to make it to where they are. And this is a really, in reality, a sad story. And I hate that that it happened. Seattle, heading on over there. As they go ahead, Earl Thomas is on the 53-man roster. It made him eligible to play. But Dante Johnson was placed on injured reserve on Saturday after hurting his groin injury going to be one of those little short-term injury things, see if they can get him back in about three months, two or three months. Now, will that be too late? We'll find out. Now, another story that came out that we're we're talking about within the NBL, I'm going to tell you right now, Tyron Taylor, the starting quarterbacks for the Cleveland Browns, there's a reason why we kind of wonder why did they do it. Why did the Bills let Tyrod Taylor go? And I'm going to tell you right now, Tyrod Taylor needs to learn to shut his mouth. Okay? Tyrod Taylor comes out. This was, you know, yesterday. He came out and said that the Bills were not telling him the truth. 
Tyrod Taylor still doesn't know exactly why he was quote unquote benched, and he's you know a, a, in reality in week eleven in the game against the uh, Chargers in favor of Nathan Peterman. So what? Simple fact of the matter is so what? You don't have a right to know that Tyrod, and whatever excuse they get to you, maybe they're lying to you, but you don't get to, you don't get to do that. You're questioning your coaches, and that right there is one of the – that might be one of the reasons why he's not a Buffalo Bill. you got to look out at that. Rams, they get Donald, Sue together on the field in week number one together. An interesting situation with the Rams. The Rams got a lot of characters. Will they get, have a lot of chemistry? They got a lot of characters, a lot of guys. Guys, big signing guys. Will they be able to put it together out on the football field is going to be the question for the Rams as they move forward. I, I think they're overrated. And I think that I think chemistry is underrated. And I think that's the reason why I had the Rams not winning this division. So that is huge. Eric Berry, doubtful for a Sunday's game against the Chargers. Um, that's going to be the big question. That'll be a game time decision. Eric Berry um, missed most of the, uh, you know, most of the uh, training camp and all four of the preseason games. He's trying to heal uh, or trying to heal a heel injury on his foot. By the way, they're making some big stories out there uh, in reality. Big stories about one man, and 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 I. I don't know if good, bad, or indifference, but in reality, I, 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 I don't like what happened up in Green Bay. First of all, this was a stupid signing. Yeah, I said it. This was a stupid signing. Green Bay, and guys, I get how valuable Aaron Rodgers is. I completely get it. But when you are taking almost two, it's in between one, one third, it's in between uh, a quarter of your payroll, in between a quarter and half of your payroll on one guy. Yeah, I, granted, it's on the right guy. But Aaron Rodgers hasn't been healthy enough for this contract. And I, I'm going to tell you, and I would probably be the worst GM. I wouldn't have signed him to this contract. Not even close would I have signed him to this contract. But that being said, let's go ahead and bring on, I think I know who this is. Eric, come 412. Who's online? It's your groupie, Still City Storm again. As, yeah. Talk to me a little bit about, I, I've been kind of going, uh, you know, I'm just talking about the news until Cuervo gets his weekly haircut and his styling done. Lovely. Well, I'm sorry <laughs> to pop in and out. T- t- today's a tough day for me. I have a Navy reunion schedule for this Thursday in Virginia Beach, and there's a hurricane headed that way. So I finally I heard on about the phones. It. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've got my hurricane kit already. I have a liter of Grey Goose and a 30-pack of beer in my car. Um, so I you think I'm going to be all right. <laughs> You'll be fine. You'll ride the storm out. <laughs> yeah, I don't care where I get stranded at that point. Um still going to go. Um, I lived yeah. through three of those hurricanes down there when I was stationed down there in Norfolk, so we'll see. We're, there's still about 24 hours before we could see exactly. If it 
if it unfortunately makes landfall more south like Charleston, Virginia Beach will just get, you know, wind and waves and, you know, but that's about it. If that's the case, I'll be there. Martavius Bryant, what do you think, man? No one's shocked here. That's like saying the sun's going to rise. I mean, (laughs) you you remember the movie uh, Bronx Tale, Robert De Niro? Bronx Tale, what's the line from that movie, Sonny? Wasted talent. Boy, that just sums that kid up. Oh, my gosh, because that guy guy had the potential to be as good as A.J. Green. I really believe that. I I mean, he he, he was A.J. Green-esque in reality and could have been a great cornerstone for the Steelers for years to come. Yeah, and uh, when he was here and and he got put into the system and you had Brown, you had Ben, you had Bell, you know, he was given that room and it just makes you upset because now we got Juju Smith who's turned into something special. If he had these guys lined up, you know, he was going to get the room and he had the size and the speed, just didn't have the right attitude. Um, And, you know, he had success here. But, you know, it's a, you know we, we forget, Sonny, and people seem to forget. When you come out of college and you're in the pros and you sign a contract for the money they get, these are young kids getting all this money. And, you you know, you have to, you know, know how to handle yourself. There's so many bad influences out there. And people are the number one, you know, what group of people are you with? Who's helping you? You know, um, these are all things that's hard. When you have success wrapped with money and you're young, you either go one or two ways, you know, and you hope to have mm-hmm. people around you that will steer you in the right direction. And Brian just, you know, for some reason just couldn't do it. And uh, nope. it's he's, going along, he's going along the Josh Gordon uh, area. Josh Gordon, another yeah. guy, you know, just, you know, you know, Waste it. You could say West. Hopefully, he may, you know maintains for the rest of the year. Um, but that, that's another guy. I think is another guy that you really could have been really good for his football team. And, and the simple fact of the matter is, is it goes back to, you know, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I was brought up differently. Maybe it's because I didn't didn't see it. Maybe it's because I learned it in school. Maybe it's because I just saw what it does to everybody and what it does to people. Even now, you know, people, you know, whatever drug it may be, you see how it affects people and you, you got to be able to learn from that and say, I don't want no part of that. And unfortunately these kids, the ones that we're talking about, haven't been able to get around it for whatever reason. Um, I, I want, I, parts of me say, wants to say there's no excuse, but the excuse is, is is that they this is the way they were brought up or whatever the case may be and you know it, it's hard for a guy like me to sit here and go you know with, with all this money that's on the table and and your life is where it's at how this ends up tearing up your life in reality having all the money and because of the temptations i you know i'd rather have the temptations and the money than not have the money and still have the temptations so you you got to be able to Got to be able to get around it, and and I and I guess I, I guess the answer to that you know thought is is that Sonny, you don't you don't understand addiction. Well, you know maybe I don't understand addiction on a drug way, but I understand addiction. I eat a lot, um, so you know 
I, I don't know, but I got, but I'll go back to it. If there was that much money on the table, uh, I would not be where I'm at. I'll be honest with you. It's just the way it is. I, you know, if your career's on the line, if it's the main way that you make your money, and you know, you, you got to be able to do what you got to be able to do. Yeah, and and you know, at that age when you have success and money and and all those things that you're grasped, you know. It's the individual now. It's the maturity level. You know, two people think of it two ways. You've heard the saying, well, if you never had it, you'll never miss it. Um, it goes two ways. If you never had it, now it's all in front of you. You want to spend it and live like you've seen everyone else live. Or, you know, a kid that played high school football here, you might have heard of him, Rob Kurkowski, tight end for the yep. Patriots. He played yep. football right here at Woodland Hills High School. They say that dude still has – his first paycheck in the bank never cashed. He he is a money hoarder. He wants to prepare for 20 years from now. And you've got people like that. You know, I mean, they're really smart. They don't over-exceed. They get what they get. And an NFL player's career is not – you're not – not everyone's going to be Tom Brady and have a career yep. that long, um, you know, while you're making the money. And, you know, we can go back to Bell in a way. He just turned down the $854,000 paycheck for one week's work. If you tell that yeah. to the everyday working man, they're going to look at Bell and say you're an idiot. You know, yeah. but it's, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, if you handed you or I $854,000 check for one week's work, I never we'd make that thing last for the next again. 20 years. That's yeah. right. We we would know yeah. how to make that last. And you act, <laughs> they act like that's green fees, you know. Yeah. Um, and again, I Bell's problem is I, I don't I don't have a problem with Bell's doing. I think I understand what he's doing, but still, you got to draw the line somewhere. Every player that's going to play today is putting their career on the line for next year. Your my yep. son plays football. He had his first football game in middle school yesterday. He's only in the seventh grade. He got in for a couple plays, gets to play special teams. I told my son, always be ready. You're one play away from start. Yeah, I said, you know, in 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 the NFL today, you know, a number one draft pick today could go out and blow their knee out and they're done for the year. I hope it never yep. happens, but it's a reality. Everyone's playing. You and I are going to work Monday. You know, there's no guarantee we're going to be working next year. I mean, there's no yep. guarantees. I don't know what he's trying to prove. I think he's hurt himself more and more. And when I got back to when we talked about Bell, go back to him, if you look at his body of work, he has missed four season openers. Yep. He's been yep. in trouble before. You know, making $14 million on the franchise tag, I believe that makes him one of the highest paid running backs in the league this year. Top five. What's he looking for? That's that's what the fran- that's what the franchise is all about. No, he's looking for the guaranteed money. That's in reality. And, and frankly, I, I'm going to be honest. This is not the team to do it with. I mean, it, it would be different if he. Were, I, I honestly believe if this guy was on a different football team, having the success that he's having, there would be no question whether or not he was going to be in uniform in week number one. But since this is the Steelers, and you know, I go back to what I'm saying. Next guy up, the Steelers don't care who's out on the football. You know, out on the football field, they care. 
or who's not going to be out on the football field. They only care about who's on the football field, and then they'll take care of their business at that time. And that kind of thinking has been the thinking of the Pittsburgh Steelers for years and years and years. And, and I don't know. Maybe it's me. I don't know how you don't run your franchise that way. I mean, you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, the short franchise that they are, for the many years that they have been doing it, guess what? They've been doing the same thing for year to year to year. It's not like this This is just some kind of new idea that just popped up out of the middle of nowhere. I mean, this is a team that got past injuries a long time ago, um, and, and it's every day. It's not, oh, what are we going to do? It's, okay, he's hurt, this guy's in. It's not, oh, what are we going to do? No, it's not the sky falling. Oh, it, it's never that thought in reality, even when it came to Ben Roethlisberger, you know, they expected Landry, although he failed a little bit, to step up and do the job. That was their expectations. It wasn't the sky is falling. The sky is falling comes from the fans and the media, but the team, the football team itself, that is not the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, it's been, I know the media coins it the Steeler way, but it actually is, and I agree with you. I don't think we reinvented the wheel here. I just think nope. that's just that's the way they do business. And they're, we're spoiled here in this, this city that's, you know, considered a smaller city to have. If you, I mean, I, one of the biggest Steeler haters on ESPN, I couldn't believe he was talking about the Steelers this way. No, I'm not ESPN. It was Colin Cowher on Fox. He said, if you look at this Steelers offense, and look at where the Pro Bowls are situated, quarterback, wide receiver, offensive line. He said you could compare this offense to the 80-49ers with the amount of Pro Bowlers. Absolutely. How do they do this? I mean, but they're like you said, they're not doing anything special. And if you look at the last couple of draft picks they had, like Bell, some of these guys were talking about Antonio Brown. They're not number one picks. They're all Pro Bowlers. Steelers are doing something when they pick a person. They pick this person based on what they do. May not be the best guy rated on the board. Antonio Brown, Central Michigan. You know, Bell. Bell was hurt. Bell was uh, considered yep. small when he come out of Michigan State. Who heard of Ben Roethlisberger, Miami of Ohio? Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to give him credit. I mean, they pick based on what they do, not what Mel Kuyper thinks. Exactly. That's the only answer I got. They they know know talent. If you're going to be a scout for the the Pittsburgh Steelers, you're going to be good or you're not going to be that job. I I honestly believe that. And that's that's the difference between the Pittsburgh Steelers is the success in being able to find talent. Now, does it have to be breakdown God, you know, the best to ever play the football game? No. And that, I think that's the difference. I think a lot of teams are going after the heavy hitters, and guess what? They're missing on the heavy hitters instead of hitting on a guy that can be an asset for your football team, and you may not get the big-name guy, but you got a guy, and that guy is successful uh, when he's out on the football field. And th- there's something to be said about having success – with a guy that is not your first-round draft pick. I, in fact, you look at football teams that are out there that are great. I mean, you, you look at New, New England's another team that's like this. They take guys who are yeah. throwaways, and they make them names. And that's because of, of the, the the style of game that they play. And it's the same thing with Pittsburgh. They'll make 
they'll make you a star if you're willing to be that star. And that's the difference. Now, here's the thing. that They'll make you a star if that's what you want, but you're not going to be a star in reality. You're going to be part of a team. And it goes back to the team concept in reality. And that's another thing that the Pittsburgh Steelers that has had over the years over most football teams out of, you know, out there right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's a indicator that there's another one, Tom Brady. I remember him playing against Notre Dame when he was in Michigan, 98. Came out of there. He wasn't expected to be this guy, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, look. I mean, there's another one. That's a great example. John Stallworth in the Hall of Fame. He was undrafted free agent by the Steelers. Yep, he's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, John Randall Vikings didn't even get called on draft. He's in the Hall of Fame. There's a lot of talent out there. Just because Mel Kiper says it doesn't mean it actually is. And, and, that, and listen that's to Sonny the, Clark. And I'd rather listen to Sonny Clark than Bill Kuyper, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, when it comes to college, I don't. I, I've, I've been told I'm too rough. On, I don't care about rookies. I really don't. Because the simple fact of the matter is, guess what? Your rookie's not going to win you the Super Bowl. You name me one rookie that has won you a Super Bowl. There, there's not one. Okay. All right. No. So that you got to get past the hype of what a rookie is, and look at the team. You know, one guy can make a change. I don't want people to think that Sonny is so dumb that he don't think one guy can do it. Yeah, one guy can do it, but that's not what's going to be successful for you as a football franchise in reality. So you've got to be able to go out there and you've got to take the talent that you're going to be able to get. It doesn't have to be number one talent. you just got to be able to recognize the talent. And, you know, Pittsburgh has been doing it. And, and I talk about – there's teams that I talk about. There are certain teams that you can talk about for certain situations. You go to the Dallas Cowboys, they don't call them the Dallas Convicts for nothing, okay? All right, that's mm-hmm. their reputation. Their reputation is not the Pittsburgh Steelers. Their reputation is the – take talent regardless where it comes from and put it on a football team to see if it can be successful more so that if you are a guy that has got problems and you're on the Pittsburgh Steelers football team you're gonna you're gonna do it the right way or you're not gonna be on that football team period and those kind of different thinking are you know the difference between the Dallas Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers in reality and that's the reason why the Steelers beat the Cowboys in their last Super Bowl when they met in Tempe Arizona it is as simple as that and and I you got if You've got to be able to recognize character and talent. It can't just be talent because the ta- that, that's the thing that will overwhelm you as a football team, and the Dallas Cowboys are excruciating experience with that. Yeah, yeah. And, and teams like the Cowboys, even the Patriots now, and even if you look at the Eagles, their body of work, when that coach come in, you can see the changes yep. that were made. They were bringing people in to fit the system that they wanted to play, and they had success. I mean, they had very good success doing that. They didn't go out and get the best free agent or the best. They got the guy that would best fit their system, and I think that's an easy way. And even here, I mean, in 1983-84, they drafted some kid from Montreal, Mary Lemieux for the Penguins, one of the greatest rookies ever drafted in this area. But they didn't win a Stanley Cup for ten more years because they had to yep. build the team around that talent. 
you know, just really like just like now Cleveland, they did all these draft picks. They they had to do that because they had to show these people they were going to do something. Like you said, that doesn't mean they're going to win, but now they're going to have the seats filled because you've got all this talent, all these draft picks, and you, you did what you had to do to show that you want to win. Now the hard part is let's build a team around it. Then that's going to yeah. take some time. But at least they did that part and showed them. Now people will come. Looking at the Green Bay Packers, I, I ripped them. I, and I'm still, I, hey, listen, I'm, I'm not an idiot. I know how good Aaron Rodgers are. But I, I, I look at that Aaron Rodgers deal, and I look at it, it's the worst for the franchise. I mean, granted, it's great for, the, it's great for Aaron Rodgers, but for, for the franchise to sink that much money in one guy, which tells you obviously what they think about their football team because they're not spending the big bucks on any other position out on that football field. So, you know, you're not going to spend money elsewhere. Um, You're only going to spend on the quarterback position. Guess what? I think Aaron Rodgers has got to be the miracle worker yet again, and that's that's only going to last you so long. So, uh, first of all, it's not going to last you for many years, and second of all, it's going to get your quarterback hurt. Yeah. I honestly, I don't even think he gets released in national media. I mean, it's not uncommon during the off season here that you're watching the sports here in Pittsburgh, and there'll be a small clip. Oh, Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio uh, Brown, we did their contracts to free up money for the upcoming draft on the sports, yep. on the weather, and it happens here, and no one thinks anything of it. Um, and there's money to pay a bell offensive lineman and all that. That's why they've been successful because they're not pouring money into one guy. I mean, yep. the Steelers are – I mean, I have to admit this. I mean, we're spoiled rotten here. Spoiled yeah, to, oh, yeah. to have a oh, yeah. quarterback, wide receiver, and running back in that category. Yeah, and people have said, why haven't we won a Super Bowl? What's going on here? And they're right. Take our right. I can't have this much talent not win. Well, you got to be a team. There's defense, yep. too, you got to fix think they fixed it, but we will see. But um, Definitely. Yeah. In today's age of football and the way salaries are and the way contracts are and the, the salary cap, it's unheard of to have what we have right now. And this is the window. This is the year. This is the year, Sonny. Steelers have to they have to. It, I don't know how much Roethlisberger is going to be there. Yeah, well, and that's another thing. How many, how many more years say uh, – and the durability for a Ben Roethlisberger is in question regardless. So what what have they done in the backup for a Ben Roethlisberger? What, who, who's backing – you'd know more than I would. Who's backing up Ben Roethlisberger and what's his potential? Got Kyle Rudolph, who uh, they drafted out of Washington State or, – or, I'm sorry, Oregon State. Um, I have to look. And they uh, got a kid, Washington, that was his teammate on that same team. He's Ben Roethlisberger with a lot less experience. He's a very good passer, and I think over time he is going to be your successor, I think. Then you got Dobbs. He's a quarterback of a Tennessee, highly intelligent, very likable guy. He's the one that surpassed Andre Jones and he's not on the team anymore. He's been in the system a while, very athletic highly intelligent person and player. He's perfect fit for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't think he would be the heir apparent, but I wouldn't be surprised, Sonny, if he did. 
because yep. he's the type of he's like enjoyable to listen to and talk to. Heart of gold. Rudolph is raw with a lot of talent, good size, and uh, I think because of that draft pick with Dobbs uh, being in a system, the, the Landry Jones experiment is now over here and he's yep. gone. Um, yep. But money would be on Kyle Rudolph, um, but not Kyle Rudolph. I'm sorry, I got fancy football in my head. I'm looking at rosters trying to put a lineup <laughs> together. Um, but our. Uh, Backup quarterbacks, the one we drafted, I think. But I believe Dobbs is going to be listed as number two behind Roethlisberger just because he's not a rookie. Um, but both are right with each other. Very talented, just no experience. Um, so, yeah, so if Ben Roethlisberger got hurt, Sonny, we're in a little bit of trouble. But, yeah, this kid's been in the system for a while, had a decent preseason. Um, but, yeah, I mean, sooner or later you're going to be thin at this area waiting for the next Ben Roethlisberger to show up. And I don't think that's going to be happening. But uh, right now, that's those are the two quarterbacks, Rudolph and uh, Dobbs. And I believe Dobbs is listed as the backup. So looking at that, that's your Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I'll tell you, you know, they're one of the favorites in the AFC without question. I, you know, I got them up there. We haven't made the decision. I usually don't like to pick Super Bowl, you know, you know, pick until after week number three of the NFL because I want to see where sure. teams are. Yeah, it, you know, it, I, obviously, you know, right now, if I'm I'm picking it out there, you know, I know who I want to win. I want the 49ers to win because just more in the, fa- more in the fact that they can throw the Jimmy Garoppolo back into the uh, New England Patriots' face kind of thing. I, I want that for the story. But for the talent out on the football field, I'll decide that after week number three of the NFL. So it, it's good stuff. So, yeah, uh, um, more news that's going on in the NFL. I, this one is a Atlanta's bad enough. I mean, they should. They, I mean, the game on Monday night. Oh man, what a yawn fest! I went to bed at halftime, folks. Okay, that means I went to bed at nine o'clock. All right, so that just tells you where it was. But uh, the Falcons, they lose. They lose a big, big time player at the safety position. Piano Neal, he is out for the year. ACL, he's done. So that that's a hurt for Atlanta. Uh, they were in a lot of trouble uh, as it is. It wasn't very, very feeling. I, I picked Atlanta to win this game uh, just mainly because they come out usually uh, charging. They didn't do so. So that's the situation. Chicago Bears also spend the money on the defensive line. They needed to do that after they got Khalil Mack and everything else. The Chicago Bears, they go ahead and they get their guy, Eddie Goldman, on a four-year extension um, or a four-year deal, so they needed him. So the Chicago Bears are, Chicago Bears are becoming the monsters of the midways um, all over again. Um, so we'll see if they are able to handle that and keep that up going. So uh, big news right there as far as that is concerned. Uh, if I checked the power rankings, the Rams are on top of the power rankings in the NFL. I, power rankings, yes. I'm going to go back to what I said before, and I'll say it again. If you don't have team chemistry, you could be the Rams all day long. you got to be able to put it together out on the football field. And that will be decided. You'll see that within the first three weeks. That's the reason why I don't like picking Super Bowl winners until week number three or week number four. And that is one of the reasons why. Will they be able to gel? Will they be able to put it together? Will they be able to win games that they're supposed to win 
and not lose the ones that they're supposed to uh, win. So those are the huge things that are going on. Um, hey, are the Jaguars and Giants playing right now? I don't believe they are. Well, they weren't I, supposed to be playing early, were they? I, it's what I'm looking at. No, okay. I'm just I'm just making sure. I read someplace that they were. Uh, uh, oh, it's the pregame. All right. So I, I saw it. They're doing a pregame thing up on it. So I was like, oh, is that one of those new ones that they're doing at the beginning of the year? So um, also, um, McCarron, um, a, a new a, a Raider, is back up the quarterback position. That was a great pick for the Raiders. Horrible for AJ McCarron in reality because I think this kid could start on some of these football teams that need a quarterback. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, just as I'm sorry, I I was losing track. I just let any of the fantasy football fans that listen to your show know that Will Fuller will not play today against the Patriots. Will Fuller yeah. is not in the lineup. That's a that's oh, a my. that's a that's a that 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 one's a hurt. That, I mean, especially if you're a fantasy guy and everything else. So, uh, by the way, uh, Tom Brady's son, okay, is not even. Tom Brady's son didn't even – I don't know if it's because he couldn't get Tom Brady or didn't pick him. That's the big question on this, and no one's even no one's even asked about it. So was it that he wasn't available, or did he pass by him and not pick him on this fantasy league? I think that's one of the best stories of the week in reality when you look at you know <laughs> news and everything. I, I, and not only that, Tom Brady – it, I, I was watching I, – I didn't listen to it. I was watching uh, Tom Brady when they were talking about it. And the smile on his face when that question came up tells me exactly why I like this guy. I, I'm telling you right now, the best quarterback to play the game. I'm, I'm sorry. And and I, I love my dad. Johnny Yu was a great quarterback. and uh, But – I think Tom Brady getting to the Super Bowl, even though they didn't win it, in my mind surpassed you know Johnny Yu as the best quarterback to ever play this football game. I, you can't go to that many Super Bowls, and I don't care how many you win. I mean, you know, we can sit and talk about how Joe Montana went to four and won four. You know, great, but he didn't go to seven. You know, so, I mean, not granted. If he went to seven, if he would have lost the other ones, I would have been just happy with him. Called Joe Namath the best to ever do it. But you got to be able to get to the game. You got to be able to give yourself the opportunity to 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 you know to be the best and and say whatever you want about the Patriots or whether it's the players, whether it's the coaching, whether it's the system. I don't give a rat. You don't get there without Tom Brady. Yeah. Oh, your dad, big Johnny U fan. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He he said if you saw Johnny U playing the day, you, and my dad even recognizes. He says the game is not the same that it used to be, and he was just he was just the you know gold uh, for uh, for the Baltimore Colts at the time. Well, I just want to let you know that I work side by side with uh, Johnny Unitas' cousin here oh, in Pittsburgh. Wow. Wow, Absolutely. there you go. He's, he's from here. Oh, yeah, Johnny is a Pittsburgher. Small, small, small world. Yeah, small world. All right, so looking at the top, this is what they got going on as far as um, the, the um, what's that thing, the, the power ranking. I wanted to hop back to you. Are you in full agreement with the power ranking of the Rams more so than the football team itself? 
I mean, th- those are two different things. I, you know, when you look at power rankings, you look at you look at the body. When you look at results, you look at the the whole um, the whole body, the the the, the final the final um, so you know the final outcome of uh, of the body. So um, when you look at the body of the Rams, they look great. Yeah, and you know what, Tony? I'm 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 not surprised at the power rankings. It, to me, I look at them like the college football rankings in a way. Listen, you're you're taking those power rankings and you're basing a lot of it on what you see on paper and what they did last year. And those are two different things, especially in college. I think it's silly to have a power ranking when you know a lot of these teams, half of those players are graduated or you know, but. Uh, the power rankings you're looking at, who's that through? Is that the NFL power ranking? Um, uh, yes, it's well not through the NFL. It's through through some people with quote unquote knowledge of the game. So I was I was just looking. It, it came off of the NFL webpage, so it's probably them. Yeah, because I'm NFL.com. Their power ranking says Eagles one and the Rams two. Well, I might and be again, looking at an old one, so maybe the maybe that's because of uh, the women. But you know what? Uh, it still it still proves my point. They, they're basing this again. Week one's like the hardest one to predict games, predict how yep. teams are, or even in fantasy football. For God's sake, we're all really at this point guessing. You said you can't get a good barometer. I like to use the quarter, the season, and quarters. Once you get through that first quarter of the season. You can pretty much see who is what and who's going to do what or who may not be doing something. You get a better indicator. Right now, these guys, Eagles won. Okay, they won the Super Bowl. I mean, if you look at the NFL power rankings, the first four teams are NFC. You don't you yep. get the five, six, and seven. That's Jaguars, Patriots, and Steelers. Well, there you go. Way to go out on a limb. There's the three two teams that played in the AFC Championship game and the team that almost got the AFC Championship game. So whoever put this in order wasn't actually going out on a limb here. We, you and I could have put together this list. Yeah, that, that, you're right. Ah, look who's back. No. He's back where he was back. Have to call somebody. All right, we are back and ready to rock and roll. We're going to hop back into the games as we got Cuervo back after his – when you have an appointment to get a haircut every week, that that is the guy that wants to look a certain way. You got to love it. But he's back from the highest height. How you doing, Cuervo? You you feel a little bit lighter on on your feet? I I do every time, Sonny. I feel great. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Something about a good haircut That being said Let's get back into what we are here for We're here to talk NFL And we're here to talk about the game So that having been said Of course that's the name of the show We're going to hop into the next game This one's going to be I'm going to tell you Cuervo There's there's certain games that are hap- that happen each and every week I like the San Francisco game in Minnesota This is probably If you want to call it marquee You can call it marquee Whatever you want Kirk Cousins, three-year uh, signing, $84 million bucks. How do you feel about that? Is your guy, I don't trust him. So the reason why I don't have the Minnesota Vikings winning the, the NFC North, Cuervo. So that having been said, they get San Francisco. They're on the quest. This is, my, this is the team I think is going to be a football team that can put it together. They got a good coaching staff. 
they get a good challenge in week number one. Again, they don't have to win this game, but they got to win it. They got to be able to put it together. So uh, Cousin replaces Case Keenum. And uh, so that whole situation now, Jimmy Garoppolo um, now setting ready to go. He's 7-0 and as a starter in the NFL. That includes 5-0 and with the 49ers here uh, last year. So that having been said, it's the Jimmy Garoppolo show and Case Keenum, and obviously two guys that are getting paid the most at the quarterback position, Cuervo. Who's the better quarterback? Well, I think, I mean, at this point right now in their career, Sonny, I think you have to say Kirk Cousins. Um, you know, I mean, he's, he's, he's been in the playoffs. He's, he's done more things. And, and Jimmy Garoppolo is still, you know, proving himself. I mean, they're really both they're proving themselves, but I think Cousins has shown a little bit more just due to, you know, him being able to play more in the league. Who's the hotter quarterback right now? Um, I think I think Jimmy is, is the, the, the quarterback that's more on fire just because of the way last season ended and, and, and the, the promise that this team shows, uh, you know, 49ers I'm talking about. So it's it's going to be – I think this is going to be a very good game. I think this is a test really for both teams. Uh, where, you know, is San Francisco for real? And then, you know, as far as Kirk Cousins is concerned, you know, we're going to see how he fits with this offense in Minnesota. And, you know, was it worth the, the fully guaranteed contract that the Minnesota Vikings gave him? Yeah, and by the way, thank oh, that you Listen, listen, the better quarterback is Jimmy Garoppolo, without question. And the reason why? Because Kirk Cousins can't get over the hill. When, when, when Kirk Cousins wins football games and that I impact your football team, that's when I will pick him. Until then, this guy's a wash-up. And he, listen, this guy... I give him the credit all the as far as getting money in your pocket. But when you're talking about money out on the football field, it's not Kirk Cousins. This guy's the most overrated football player in the NFL at the quarterback position, maybe ever. Maybe, well, you know, it just depends on what. But right now, Kirk Cousins, you know, I think he's going to get an education here today. I think he's on a different football team. Listen, Washington, when you play for the Washington Redskins, it didn't matter if you win or lose, okay? Up there in Minnesota, I'm going to tell you right now, the expectations are for him to win. And if they don't win, this is not going to be a good thing for him because if they start questioning whether or not they should have kept Case Keenum at the quarterback position, it's going to be a long season for that football team up there. And and I don't think they want to be there. Uh, but the only problem is is that, you know, when when you spend that much money on a guy – the expectations, the first thing that happens if they lose a football game, the sky will be falling down in Minnesota. And this is a football team that can't afford to have that mentality. Because, because I'm going to tell you, I'm picking the 49ers in this game because I think they're going to go in there and put a shock my just a, a crazy, you know, you know, what's that thing when you get the, you know, the electroshock? They're going to put an electroshock into the Minnesota Vikings because I don't think the Vikings are ready to go this year with Kirk Cousins 
even though they think they're ready to go, I don't think they're ready to go. And the Minnesota Vikings or the San Francisco 49ers, what they're doing is they have slowly moved up on it, okay? So they're going to get, try to get Pierre Garçon. We all heard of him, right? All right, how about the Rowlett Eagles varsity uh, wide receiver Marquise Goodwin, who's the fastest man on the planet when you're talking NFL football? Um, they're going to go with these guys. They're not, you know, huge wide receivers that can make a difference, but the fact that Garcon is a, a veteran and Marquise Goodwin can get past the defender, Jimmy Garoppolo, as accurate as he is downfield, I think the 49ers are going to have to be able to neutralize that defense, you know, using those guys in order to get that done. Um, but that, what what do they got coming at them? A 13 sacks guy in, in Griffin uh, Cuervo. Uh, they got a couple other guys right up there that you might know. Uh, Joe Stanley. Uh, how about the first round draft pick uh, of McCrenchy? Uh These things. The 49ers offensive line. They got better in the off season, uh, but they still got to stop those guys. But if they win that up front, I think the 49ers can come out on top on this one. And Cuervo, you're on mute. I am, sir. Sorry about that. I was moving some stuff around in my truck. But, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, look, the uh, you know, I know the 49ers have improved in, in, in some pieces. But let's not forget the Minnesota Vikings were arguably the best defense in the league last year, not just in the NFC, in the league. All right. In the league. <laughs> look. The, the Vikings have some studs on defense, Sonny, all right? And, and nothing yeah, they has do. Really changed. Harrison Smith. Yeah, Harrison Smith. I mean, Anthony Barr, my God, he's my hero. You know what I mean? Like, yep. <laughs> the, 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 the pain that he inflicted on Aaron Rodgers, you know, and, and, I, and I don't want to wish that on anybody, but, uh, you know, it, it, he, uh, that, that's a guy that, that plays with a, with a high motor. Uh, and then up front, I mean, you know, you talked about Griffin and and, and, and things like that. So, um, look, all I'm going to say, Sonny, is before you write Kirk Cousins off, and I, and I know you're not a Kirk Cousins fan. I think I think you no. made that very no. obvious, and that's okay. No. Before before you write him off, though, let let's let's think about this, and so we'll put this in perspective. The Kirk Cousins that you saw in Washington is not the Kirk Cousins that you're going to be seeing in Minnesota. All right. And the reason I say that is let's let's compare. Where's my where, where's, where's my laugh sound effect? Where's that? I, I can't find it. Go ahead, Quavo. Sorry. <laughs> let's compare the receiving core. All right. What he had in Washington, Terrell Pryor was his best wide receiver. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> I mean. I can't remember. Was he in Tampa last year, or is this his first year in Tampa now? I can't remember. No, I think – Anyway. I think that, I think that's his first year. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, Deshaun Jackson, good receiver still. You know, still got some speed. And then you had a tight end in Jordan Reed who's in and out of the lineup all season long. He plays six, seven games a year. Now – Let's look at the let's look at the upgrade. All right, now yeah, I said upgrade in receiving core up in Minnesota. Stephon Diggs, all right, eleven hundred eleven hundred yard guy. Adam Thielen, he's going to be an eight to nine hundred yard guy with six seven touchdowns. 
All right, Kyle Rudolph, arguably one of the better tight ends in the NFC. All right, offensive line, pretty damn good. The only questionable thing is the running game, but he didn't have a running game in Washington either. Look, the point I'm making, Sonny, is when you surround a guy with weapons, he's uh, – he's, I mean, it's, it's simple math. He's just going he's gonna to do better. Statistically, he's going to be better. Tom Brady with Randy Moss breaks record. Tom Brady without Randy Moss still produces and still wins, but it's not record-breaking like with a Randy Moss. Yep. So all I'm saying is Kirk Cousins that you have learned to just can't stand, the, the Washington version, is not the same version that you're going to get as a Minnesota Vikings. I, I get exactly what you're saying. But here's one thing I look at Kirk Cousins, okay? And and maybe it's me. And, and it's probably wrong. I, I, I'll put that out there. It, you know, sometimes it's really great to be able to stand firm on, you know, being an admitted idiot. And that's what I am, and that's fine. Um, but Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins, Okay. I, and, and here's what I worry about. Let's say the Minnesota Vikings get this victory and he plays well. Then, then everybody's going to be happy. And let's say he wins the second game. It's going to be round three, four, five, six in the, you know, in, in the very vital part of the season where he doesn't show up and doesn't do well. You know, he's, you know, Kirk Cousins is successful. He's got stats, but I don't give a rip about stats. I give a rip about the check under the W, and that's what's not coming his way. And you and you can say whatever you want. I, I, I get the wide receivers because you're right. There is an upgrader. He still has to hit them, and that's going to be the big thing for him in reality. He's still going to have to hit the wide receivers, and when the game is on the line, will he get the job done? And Kirk Cousins, in my opinion – is is not going to be able to get that done. Uh, he might be able to get it done in a game or here, a game here and there. But my only question is really simple for that football team: is what are they going to do when they start losing football games? Because this is going to happen. Because that's what Kirk Cousins does. He doesn't win football games consistently. He loses sometimes three in a row. What's the thought going to be as far as the franchise is concerned and the coaching staff when they lose three games in a row? Because it will happen, Cuervo. I guarantee. I'll throw money on it all day long. The, the Minnesota Vikings are going to lose three games in uh, in a row, and the sky will be falling in Minnesota. They may get the win today, with, and let's even put it out there. It may shock me that it may happen that they – it won't shock me if they win. But as far as success for the whole season, that's going to be the big question for this football team moving forward because when you got Kirk Cousins and you got all that money in it, the expectations in reality – it is is victories, and Joan knows that better than anybody. You want victories. It's got to start week number one, Cuervo, um, and, and this one, and they give a tough one. This is a good one to start out to see if Kirk Cousins is going to be able to get the job done. And not only that, they're at home. I'm still on San Francisco. Who do you got in this one? I, I think I think I think I've made it a little obvious. So I'm taking the Minnesota yeah, Vikings in this game. Look, and, this, <laughs> and here's, here's my final. <laughs> Yeah, here's my final point on this, okay? You, you mentioned, you know, hey, yeah, Kirk Cousins has an upgraded receiving core, but he's got to hit him, all right? Check this out. 
With the receiving core that Kirk Cousins had last year, the abysmal receiving core, he actually completed 64, over 64% of his passes. Okay? For a receiving core like that, that's impressive in my opinion. So now that he has a better offensive line, better receiving core, better running game, and better looking uniforms, <laughs> I expect that number to go up. I expect that number to go up. I would say probably, you know, I would say 67% is probably what he's going to finish with. And, and we'll go back to this conversation at the end of the year. We'll see how how far off I am on that prediction. I predict Kirk Cousins. I even hope the I'm season. wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, and you probably will be, Sonny. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be frank with you about it. Um, but I think my prediction is he's gonna he's gonna complete 67 percent of his passes. Well, he completed 63 this past season in 2016. The 67 you're talking about But here's my worry about that football guy At the quarterback position Interceptions If he keeps those down They will be successful I'll be right there Cuervo I think you're right So hopefully he's able to do that part for him For his football team So Cuervo's, Cuervo's on Minnesota I'm on San Francisco We're on the Couch Potato Sports Show Next game up online Tampa Bay Buccaneers New Orleans Saints this one here, it, you know, a division game, Cuerva, or, you know, I'm going to tell you, this, this one, you know, couldn't be any worse for Tampa Bay. And, and the main reason why, I don't have any lot to say about this one, because I, I think the Saints are going to demolish these guys. It's going to be another, another one where I'm going to be bleeding from my eyes watching this one, because Tampa Bay, I just have a sneaking suspicion of just going the wrong direction. And here's the thing. The Saints don't have to be going in a positive from last year. They just got to be that team from last year. So, um, and I don't think they even have to be that team from last year to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Nah, I mean, honestly, I mean, it's not going to take a whole lot of effort to beat this football team. No Jameis Winston, you know, really, there's, Tampa Bay doesn't really have much directly right now as, as a franchise, so. It's really not going to take a whole lot to beat to beat this Tampa Bay team. Um, I would say by halftime, it's probably going to be, you know, the the Saints will have a handle on this game pretty pretty well. So I, I yeah. don't see much coming out of this game today. There's really not much to talk about. Uh, there's not, and what I will say is this is a uh, uh, fifth preseason game for the uh, for the Saints. I I didn't think we'd talk about that one very much. It's more in the fact that there's not all the personnel out on the football field uh, in, in order to call this one. This one's, in my opinion, too easy. Now that having been said, it's not always easy on the Couch Potato Sports Show when you're looking at games, and this one is next one up. It is not easy because it's it, it, we can call this the uncertainty bowl, Cuervo. I, I termed this when I looked at this game and I looked at it on Thursday. This is the uncertainty bowl. Uh, the, the Tennessee Titans taking on the Miami Dolphins. And, and frankly, I, I had to pull out the – I got a new – 
uh, coin for it's not the couch potato quarter anymore. It, it, it is a flipping of the coin from the Duke City Gladiators that that I got out for this one because frankly I I know which actually I'm going to set that to the side. I know who I'm picking, but Cuervo, th- this game right here is is all about who's going to show up. Will they be able to handle through the whole season? And I'm talking Delaney Walker. I mean Marcus Mariota. Now that they re-signed uh, Delaney Walker, uh, better become his best friends because I think that's the only way they're going to win football games. And Miami, th- 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 this is just a team that is really lost. And frankly, when you looked at that football team, I, I wanted. I- I- I'm going to ask you right now: Who's the quarterback for the Dolphins? Uh, well, right now it's Ryan Tannehill, but, um, you know, I think they need to uh, reincarnate Dan Marino into a 25-year-old version of himself. And uh, you know, yep. that's the only chance yep. they really have this season. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not very high on Dolphins this year. I'm not high on Miami. I'm not high on Ryan Tannehill. I'm not high on the coaching staff in Miami either. I mean, Adam Gase, I think, has the ability to do it. But the problem, I think, in reality is not Adam Gase. I think it's. I think it is the the franchise in a, as a whole. In reality, Cuervo, this team is not. They're they're living off a dream. Okay. So that having been said, you know. A solid season for a guy that's not going to be there, Jarvis Landry. He's gone. So where are they going to get the production with Ryan Tannehill in reality? Danny Amendola, uh, 61 catches, 659 yards. Uh, you know, Tom Brady's uh, favorite weapon. This is a football team that it, they don't even know what way they're going. Yeah, it, it's, it's not looking good for the Dolphins, Sonny. I mean, you know. Frank Gore is the running back, Cuervo. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, he's got a chance to make some history. Um, but, uh, you know, that that's aside from what's really important is, you know, the Dolphins starting the season off with a win. And uh, I I find it very hard to, uh, you know, believe that that's going to happen. I, I, just, I mean, he, and you're talking about the 1,200-yard record uh, for five years straight. That's it. That's what you're talking about, and I just don't think they're going to end up getting it. That's going to be, um, that's going to be tough for them there. And, and not only that, there's another, there's another year on the, on the tread of those tires. So um, that, that's another one. The Dolphins lose two as well on the defensive side. That we're going to have to find out how that ends up working. They did get Cameron. Wake and Robert Quinn, um, the defensive ends. I think that's going to be good for them. But I, you know, I looked at this game. I, I just think the more talent, even though it's kind of lost in oblivion, over on the Tennessee side. Who do you have in this one, Cuervo? Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm going to take Tennessee, but I, I just—it's week one, Sonny. I have a sneaking suspicion that the Dolphins could steal this game. I don't know what it they is. Could. It's it, it, it's the home it's the home field feeling that I have about this game. Sometimes the Dolphins surprise you, you know. And, yeah. And especially when they're at home. I mean, for God's sake, to beat New England on a Monday night game last year in in Miami. Yep. So anything can happen when the Dolphins are at home playing. But uh, but just for for record purposes or for you know whatever purposes, 
of keeping score of, of picks, I'm going to go with Tennessee. Cameron Wake and Robert Quinn. I just talked about them. Wake led the Dolphins with ten and a half sacks last season in the fifth season with ten plus sacks and uh, ninety-two sacks in his career. Third most in uh, for active players, and then Quinn had eight and a half as well with the Rams. So uh, the question will be: Is will they? And that that will be the key in this game: Is will they be able to get to the quarterback and, and whether it's either sacking them or putting the pressure on them? I think if the Miami Dolphins win that football game, that's how they're going to have to do it. They're going to have to get to the quarterback. Now, this is my favorite game of the of the week, uh, Cuervo. And the reason why is, is because it's another one. It's, it's a pick but I think Steel City said it earlier in the show, and I'm going to say it as well. Kansas City is on the road taking on the Chargers. I, I don't. I think the most underrated football team in the NFL is going to be the Chargers this year. I got them winning that division, by the way. So over there in the AFC West, and they started out. So they got to start doing it, and they need this game. They need it against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, and you know we have the Chargers winning this division. I'm right there on board with you. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of people are sleeping on the, the L.A. Chargers, so to speak. But, um, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I just uh, – what I, what I see is, is the Kansas City team that um, I think has put a lot of pressure on Patrick Mahomes to perform just because – I agree. The recent, uh, the recent uh, success that the Kansas City Chiefs have had you know, getting deep into the playoffs and stuff like that. Now, they blew it last year, losing to the Titans at home in their first yes. game. But, um, but you know, I mean, regardless, I mean, they, they've been in the thick of the AFC playoffs for a couple of years now and just hasn't panned out for whatever reason. And for those that think that it's going to continue with a new quarterback in, in Mahomes, I, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, Chiefs, Chiefs fans, but I don't see that happening. I mean, you guys are going to be fighting. I, and I mean fighting for a wild card this year. I don't know if you guys are even going to make it, to be honest. Uh, well, they, they need to, they need to make sure that they 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 have the right options out on the football field because of injury. I mean, you can say whatever you want, you know, but they, they got to stay healthy. Whether it's Mahomes, whether it's her uh, uh, Hunt at the running back position, or uh, Tree Kill, or even for that uh, Travis Kelsey who topped a thousand yards last year. Okay, these are guys that are going to have to remain healthy throughout the season, and you know, it's not the fact that I don't think they got the capabilities of doing it. It's just they haven't been able to show. This is a football team that's a well-oiled machine if everybody is in it. And that becomes that comes from Andy Reid. But, you know, the, the thing about Andy Reid and the knock on Andy Reid is that they can't get to the big game. They can't win the big game. And that's the big situation. Andy Reid is on hot seat. I'm going to tell you right now that if Andy Reid does not get this football team to the first round and win the first round, Andy Reid will be done in Kansas City, and he's going to be a coach that is going to be known for not being able to win the big games. And that's, and that's tough for Kansas City, especially with – I want to tell you right now, expectations are probably I – think, I think they are unrealistic in reality in Kansas City right now. 
Yeah, I think they are too. I mean, look, it, it's it's not like you know they switched to the left guard and the right guard and they swapped positions. Like what happened in Kansas City was huge. Okay, you know, switching quarterbacks, losing a Pro Bowl corner in Marcus Peters, uh, you know, uh, an all-time linebacker retiring from their team. Like, there's been major changes in Kansas City, and, and I think people are forgetting that. And, you know, and the, and the other thing, too, is, you know, nothing against the, uh, you know, Kareem Hunt, who had a great rookie season. I mean, the only reason that he had so much success is because Spencer Ware got hurt for the season. Now he's back. How much How much do we see from him this year? Good you know, point. Or does, does Ware take over the job, or, or you know, does – Kareem Hunt be the starting running back. Um, you know, I guess we'll find out today. That I think you're right. I think this is going to be something that that you know, if, if your expectations are going to be really high, you could be and you could end up being disappointed. So that's going to be the big question uh, going into it. Now, guys, we do got to get into our last break uh, since uh, Cuervo went on the high and tight. Uh, we got to pull in our last sponsor, so we'll do that. We're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, folks, we got Dallas to talk about, Seattle, Washington, Chicago, those games coming up here on the Couch Potato the sports show we will be right back after i find what button i gotta hit up oh, that one right there no no it's where is it where is it where is it there it is bang at wesson general contracting incorporated we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. It always happens. 6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your heater or air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? All the heating and air conditioning people are closed. How about 24-hour service available at 5-star HVAC contractors? You can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. That's 5-star HVAC contractors serving Rowlett 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 214-457-8441. Call the experts at 5-star HVAC contractors. Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com. 
This is Sunday Clark Radio Voice of your Rowlett Eagles letting you know about Karen McKinney of Budget Blinds of Rowlett. Find a little inspiration by browsing our product, whether it be the latest trends, child safety, or smart home technology, and more. Contact Karen McKinney at 972-722-9300 or visit her on the web at budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. You can also learn who they are as well as their approach and products, and you can also schedule a free home consultation. Again, contact Karen at 972-722-9300 or log online, budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Baggy's Web Solution. Why should you choose Baggy's Web Solution? We believe in giving our client the ultimate in flexibility. We only use the industry standard software, providing you with almost limitless options when configuring your website and email. Want to use WordPress? No problem. Want to use Google Apps for email? No problem. So call Baggy's Web Solution at 214-431-4291 or find them on the web at baggies47.com. Baggy's Web Solution. Simple. Local. Perfect. At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we truly believe experience is the best teacher. With over 50 combined years of knowledge and experience in sports performance and athletic training, our coaches understand exactly what it takes to achieve your goals and excel at the next level. Contact Melvin Bullen at 214-326-7853 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at 8900 Winston Road in Rowlett. This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Perfection Body Sculpting located in Rowlett. Did you know that Perfection Body Sculpting doesn't just offer laser lipo and radio frequency for body contouring? We also offer cellulite reduction and skin tightening, as well as thermal lift and cosmetic and collagen facial creams, as well as top-of-the-line facial masks to help reduce fine wrinkles. There are also gift certificates as well as gift baskets with awesome products in it. Call today for your appointment and get three 24-gold facial masks with the purchase of a $69 consultation that includes a 30-minute laser lipo session. So contact 214-735-8519 or visit them on the web at www.perfectionbodysculpt.com. Finding the perfect home starts with Remax.com. Featuring 5 million bedrooms, 4 million bathrooms, plus every detail ever. Find the listings you love and the agents who can get them at Remax.com. That's the sign of a Remax agent. Make sure you contact Lucy Massey for all your home buying or selling needs. For homes in Dallas, Mesquite, Rockwall, Garland, Richardson, Forney, or Rowlett. Give her a call at 469-556-6364. That's 469-556-6364. 
That's right, it's the big show here on the Couch Potatoes Sports Show. It's Sunday morning where our Sunday morning tradition continues into week number one of the NFL. Ninth season on the Couch Potatoes Sports Show. 30th show of the year. Welcome into the Couch Potato Sports Show as the Sunday morning tradition continues. We're talking NFL. We're going to be talking about them all, but that hasn't been said. Of course, that's the name of this show. We are here each and every week, but let's do this since he is here. The little boy himself is Brian Tarvin on a Sunday morning. Bring it on. Hey, we missed on Atlanta. You and I did on Thursday night. But what do you think about Buffalo and Baltimore, my friend? This one's going to be a tough one in week number one for Buffalo. Uh, Easy, easy for Baltimore on this one. Match up well. Um, Buffalo's quarterback play, Nathan Peterman, I'm not sold on him too much. So Baltimore at home, they seem to start well. Baltimore seems to start well and fade as the season goes on. But I think today they get a big win at home to start. And Buffalo's going to be scratching their head, wondering what are they going to do at the quarterback position. But it's just a bad matchup for Buffalo. I agree. And they lose Tyrod Taylor uh, to another football team in the Cleveland Browns, the guy who took them to the playoffs. He's out of there. They're starting to, they might as well start the rookie. This is a stupid mistake. Cincinnati's taking on the Colts in, uh, in Indianapolis. Are you ready, or do you trust a Andrew Luck at the quarterback week number one? Well, I just think Cincinnati is just a better team all around. If you look at it besides the quarterback position, I think Andy Dalton has has a chance to be good. He's still not healthy, though, all the way. But Andrew Luck, until they can show me they can play defense on that team and block for Andrew Luck, I'm going against the Colts, and I'm going to pick the Bengals. I agree with you, and you think about that as far as that's concerned, you're right. The defense has always been a weakness on that football team, and it hasn't been there. Houston and New England, um, this is Foxborough week number one. Tom Brady and the Patriots, Cuervo and I are on the Patriots. What do you think about Houston and their chances with their uh, quarterback? Really questionable whether or not he's 100%. Well, I'm going to go with Houston in this game, and and I know New England seems to struggle. Last year, they, they opened a home against Kansas City and got blew out, blown out. So I think at the end of the day, I think if you look at this team, Houston's a better team. If you look at the weapons on paper, you look at what they have at receiver, on defensive line, I think the Patriots, there's some controversy still going on in that locker room. I think there's some hard feelings, and this could be the year the the Patriots go 9-7 and seven or something, Sonny, but um, – I think Houston's just a little better team right now. It gives you they have more chances to score. Who's Tom Brady going to throw to? Chris Hogan. I mean, I know he'll throw to Gronkowski some, but I'm going to go with the upset. I know I'm probably crazy. I know they'll cover the six and a half, but I'm going to go ahead and pick them to win. Well, you're not crazy. We didn't pick them, but we were no. We were not going to be completely shocked if Houston won that game. Uh, unlike as Pittsburgh goes on the road to take on the Cleveland Browns. I mean, you know, their uh, you know th- their record is what it is. But we thought that Cleveland would be able to win some games. But I don't think this is one of the games we felt that they'd win. What do you think about this one? I think it's a game they have to win, Sonny. I think coming off a good preseason. Um, everything going on with their team, I think in order for the players to buy in that, that they're going to be back, they have to beat somebody good. And the, I mean, no pl- better place to do it 
than at home to open the year with uh, Roethlisberger and that team without their big weapon at running back. So I'm, I'm going to pick a, an upset. I don't think it's really an upset in this game week one. I'm going to go with Cleveland to win. I'm, I'm wow. high on them this year to at least get seven and not, seven or eight wins. I agree. And I, I agree. I think they'll get maybe six or seven wins, but I didn't think it would be this one. Now, San Francisco goes on the road, take on Minnesota and Kirk Cousins. I don't trust them. I'm on San Francisco. Cuervo says, look out. He's got, a throw, he's got somebody to throw the ball to now. Uh, he's on Minnesota. Who you got? I like the Vikings in this one. I think uh, losing that NFC championship game, missing a chance to, to get in the Super Bowl, I think they, they're going to have a little chip on their shoulder. And I like their quarterback. Uh, I really do. I like the Kirk Cousins as a quarterback right now. And, uh, yep, that's him. Don't so trust I, just, him, I like Minnesota. <laughs> and, and I like the kicker for Minnesota. You know, Mr. Auburn there, all-time SEC leading scorer. So, I mean, Minnesota is a good football team. They're well-rounded. I like them to pull off the win at home today by at Gosh, least 10 points. Have. If it has to come down to a kicker, man, that that's that's sad for me. But New Orleans, I don't think has any problem taking on the Tampa Bay Bucks. They obviously don't have Jameis Winston. Even if they did, I don't think they got a snowball chance in hell in the middle of the early September to get this win. But I want to see, like you know, Bradford came to New Orleans, or not? He was a who's a quarterback? Teddy Bridgewater came to New Orleans. I want to see yeah. if they get up big today. Will he get a chance to play? And I want to see how they're going to use Kamara in the backfield, um, how many receptions he gets. I hope he has a big day. But I think Kamara is the main center point of that team right now. And with Drew Brees throwing to him, handing it off to him, they're going to be very dangerous. I think they blow out Tampa today. And the uncertain bowl, the Tennessee Titans take on Miami. In Miami, we are, uh, Cuervo and I are on Tennessee. Any chance for Miami in your mind? I like Tennessee, too. I mean, there's always a chance. I think it's a pick em. But I think Tennessee plays well against teams like Miami, but they struggle with some of the bigger names. So Tennessee better win this game today. And then we're going to, when they beat Miami, we're going to wonder what's Miami going to do about their quarterback. I mean, Kenny Hill's had multiple opportunities, and he still can't get it done. Remember, I'm the one that said Kenny Hill sucks. So I'm still, oh, nobody's okay. proven me wrong yet. Yeah, and they should they should have kept my boy over there, and they didn't do so. Um, so so you're on you're on Tennessee on that one. So uh, yeah. Kansas City, I think uh, in week number one are must win because Cuervo and I have the Chargers winning the AFC West. I think they got to get this win with Patrick Mahomes. I know you're high on them. Yeah, I like I like the Chargers in this game. I mean, I'm, I think I've overvalued the Chargers every year. It's just that team that that you think is going to do it, and they never can. But I think early in the season at home, I think they'll beat Kansas City, but I wouldn't be surprised if Kansas City beat them. You know, I like I like Mahomes at quarterback. I think he's going to have a big day. I think it's going to be a lot of points in this game for a week one game. But uh, I like the Chargers at home. Yep. And that will take us to where we are. I'll bring Cuervo back in here as the Dallas Cowboys. We talked to Melvin Bullitt, of course, former defensive back for the Indianapolis Colts and also the proprietor of the Bullitt Experience. He's on the Dallas Cowboys. I'm, I, and, and this was the game. I, I picked the Dallas Cowboys to win the NFC East, but this was a game I had them losing immediately out of the gate, and it has nothing to do with the Patriots. It has to do with the wide receivers uh, as far as 
this football team is concerned. I think Cuervo, I think this is a football team that goes up to uh, or says to Dallas, listen, you beat us in the air. We'll stop. We'll stop Ezekiel Elliott. You're going to have to beat us in the air. And that's the reason why I'm on the Carolina Panthers in this game, because I don't think the Dallas Cowboys can get that job done. Well, first of all, let me start off by saying, Brian, it's good to hear your voice again on this show, buddy. Uh, Thanks, buddy. It's, it's uh, you know, now, now it feels like it's a complete show, but, uh, you know, I think Glad this to be game, back. you know, I, I hope so because it, it, it's that much better. And, and you know, we, we owe you visits on your show as well. So, but, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little – Uneven on this game. There's a lot of games, guys. It's week one. There's just no telling what's going to happen. But, you know, with this one, I mean, yeah. I mean, look, it's going to be a challenge for Dallas to to put the football in the air because, in reality, I mean, you know, you got a guy in Allen Hearns that you brought over from Jacksonville. And after that, I mean, you've got guys that have been there, but really, I mean, Cole Beasley and and Terrence Williams just – haven't really done a whole lot for this Cowboys football team. All right, at tight end, I don't even know who the tight end is. I mean, Jason Winton's retired. He's gone. So is there even an option at tight end that you can rely on? It's going to be a challenge, a big-time challenge for the Cowboys. And, and I think for Carolina, um, I think the, the, the only thing you can really do or the best thing you can do is just apply that pressure. Uh, because and make Dak beat you with his arm instead of allowing the running game to get going. You cannot allow the running game to get going or else it's going to be a long day for this Panthers defense. So I think that's what Carolina should do. They should stack that box and, and do it a lot. Yeah, watch out that it's uh, Jeff Swain is the undisputed number one tight end for the uh, Cowboys, uh, followed by Blake Jarvin and Dalton Schultz. So you're right. Where are the guys? Where who are your guys? That it's good point. Um, I, so, um, but. Tarvin, I I don't know. This is a football team. There's a lot of pressure on Dak Prescott uh, to be the guy uh, in Dallas, and I I don't think he deserves the pressure. And in reality, I think he's earned the right to be the quarterback on this football team more so than Tony Romo ever did in reality in his first two years at the quarterback position. Yeah, but you know you got now you have two full years of film on Dak Prescott. And um, I think these defenses are so elite and so well-prepared. They're going to – I think Carolina will shut down Prescott. And I, I think being at home, they don't allow many teams to run the ball on them. They take pride in that. But I think this year is all about Cam Newton. He's got the weapons around him. He needs some help from that offensive line. But this team around him has a good chance to make it back to the Super Bowl if they just do the little things. I'm, I'm interested to see North Turner as the offensive coordinator. I've been so sick of watching Shula call the plays all these years, but I'm excited to see what Cam can do. This is his year. It's put up or shut up. He hasn't. He's been real quiet. I think he's excited, guys, to come back. I like Carolina in this game and a close one. Uh, week one, anything can happen, but I like Carolina starting off the year with a win. Absolutely. Now, Cuervo, who did you have in this game? Do you got the Cowboys or do you have Carolina? No, I like Carolina at home. Um, I just think it's it's. 
it's going to be too much um, for Dallas in their first game. You know, they're, they're, I think they're going to try to run the football too much, and it's going to be too late to try and throw. Uh, you know, by the time Dallas realizes that, maybe we should just try putting the ball in the air. I think it's going to be too late, and Carolina's going to get the win. So there we go, all of us in Carolina. Next game up here, and, and this one to me, I took to think about the Seattle and Denver game. Denver's no good. Seattle's no good. The problem is, though, Seattle's defense is completely decimated, and so the all-around better team right now is Denver. I went Denver, um, and what the problem's going to be for Seattle is, is they're going to recognize they got a great quarterback in Russell Wilson. The problem is, is there's going to be too much weight on his shoulders because they don't have an adequate defense. Not not an outstanding one. They just don't have an adequate defense, and if they win the games, it's going to be on the shoulder of, of what uh, Russell West, uh, uh, Russell Wilson, and I just don't think that's the right combination for that football team to win football games, so I am on the Denver Broncos, and believe me, Denver is in a major disarray as well, um, but I think the more complete team right now is the Denver Broncos. Yeah, well, I mean, Denver's got – they've got some issues to, you know, deal with. Um, Absolutely. You know, you know Kate, I mean, look, Case Keenum is, is is a good signing for them. Uh, now it's just all about executing and, and putting it together. You know, he's got, the, he's got weapons to throw to in Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas, and he's got somewhat of a running game. It's just now, you know, preseason's over. Like it's it's time to it's time to get down to business and and uh we'll see if we'll see what Case Keenum is uh really made of. Put up shut up time in reality for for him. Uh Tarvin, what are you looking at in this game? I just don't like Denver at quarterback. I'm sorry, I know, you know, they're at home, Seattle's struggling, but I trust Russell Wilson a little more in this game. So even being on the road week one, Seattle's been known for slow starting. I think this week they get started right this year, and I think they get a win on the road. I like Seattle. Sonny, can you hear me? Yes, I was. I I did the Cuervo mute. Um, but yeah, I think. Oh. I, it, it, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> so um. So we got two C. So Cuervo, did you go Seattle for your actual pick? Uh, in reality. No, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Broncos. I, I think all the losses, all the losses that Seattle has had on defense, it's gonna equal. Uh, you know, a different-looking Seahawks team than what we're used to seeing. So, I'm going to go in the Broncos. We're off this week. We, uh, one of, two of us will probably be good, or one of us will suck. It depends <laughs> on these games. I'm I'm picking a lot of upsets today in this week one, but I don't really think there that, are That's where you get them. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. where I, – I, I agree with you 100%. That's where they head out. So, hey, Arizona Suns, they're back a three-year extension – um, you know, you know, Washington comes into town. Boy, this is this this game here really sucks. 
Washington Redskins, Arizona Cardinals. Both of them suck. Someone's got to win. Give me a reason. to. I'm just going to pick Arizona because they're home, and they're usually pretty good at home, Cuervo. But I I don't expect a lot from Arizona this year, even with the signing of their uh, running back and extending him and making him happy. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, we've talked about this a couple of times already, Sonny, but uh, I'm I'm sticking to what I said last week, and and, and I'd like to hear Tarvin's point of view. Look, when he's healthy, I'm going to use – I'm going to clearly make that disclaimer comment. When he's healthy, Sam Bradford can do some good things for a football team. All right? I know, Sonny, you made fun of me last week, and that's okay. But I think I think the numbers that we pulled up kind of proved my point. You know, do I think Arizona overpaid for him? Of course they did. He's a quarterback. Every quarterback gets overpaid in this league now, driven league. So that's that's just what you get. So, uh, but you know, as, as far as the Cardinals as a team, I mean, look. David Johnson's a happy man today. He gets his extension last uh, yesterday. Yep. Um, you know, just cross your fingers, Cardinal fans, that he doesn't get hurt again week one and he's out for the season. So, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, I used to be a Cardinal fan. I used to like what they were doing on defense, Sonny, but now I'm just not so sure. I mean, things have changed. Times have changed. Coaches have changed. And they're just – they don't seem like the same Arizona Cardinals team that that shows that physicality, that 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 aggressiveness on defense. It, it seems like they're just they're a different football team. So, Tarvin, who do you, who you have in this one? I, I, I just – I went with the home team because I don't trust – you know, I, I don't don't trust Washington at all. Who do you have in this one? I like the Redskins uh, week one with Alex Smith as the quarterback. He seems to do very well during the regular season. He just can't make it in the playoffs. I like his experience in this game. I think he'll take advantage of a vulnerable Arizona team. Even though it's on the road, I think they play well and get the win. I, I, I'm normally with you on the Alex Smith thing, but week number one, new football team, I, I just don't trust it. I hope they, I hope they win. And, and the main reason why is because of Alex Smith. But um, uncertainty, new team, everything else, you know, and Arizona at home, I just, I'll just grab it up. There's no method to the madness on that one because I just don't, I just don't trust either one of them. So now getting to the game that Cuervo wants to talk about, and we waited, and I waited on purpose, by the way, so you can you can beat me up later. It is the Chicago Bears. As they are now ready to rock and roll week number one, game of the day, with the overpaid quarterback and Green Bay taking on the Chicago Bears. And Cuervo, you have got to be foaming at the mouth. This is a Sunday night football game. At least that's all you're going to be watching. Oh, oh, no, 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 Sonny. Come on. I'm going to watch the red zone, too. I'm watching everything. But, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I, I'm going to be locked on this game. To, look, there's no better way to start the season off as a Bears fan than in Absolutely. Green Bay, prime time, coming for Aaron Rodgers. Like, it doesn't get any better than that. 
It doesn't. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, and it has nothing to do with anything more so than I just – I, I, the, the the defense is going to maybe too much for Aaron Rodgers. Listen, we can talk about Aaron Rodgers, how great he is. I'd be an idiot to say he's not. But, man, against strong defensive football teams, Aaron Rodgers has problems. And guess what? This is a strong defense now. Now, granted, I don't know if they're gelled and ready to go, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm, going, I'm picking an upset here. I'm picking the Chicago Bears in week number one to beat the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay because of defense. I think Aaron Rodgers, as great as he is, they're just going to call on this guy too much to do too much. And that's what's going to end up happening here. And I don't know if they're going to get the job done. I'm on the Chicago Bears. Charvin, uh, what do you think about this one? Yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, Khalil Mack, how many times, will, how many snaps will they take tonight? Um, how many times will they get to Aaron Rodgers? And is that going to get in Aaron Rodgers' mind? I mean, Chicago was already good without him. So, up front. Yep. now you add him in. If he only runs, say, 20 snaps tonight, and then he gets after the quarterback half of those times, you're looking at a tough night for Aaron Rodgers. But it's just hard for me to – I look at the quarterback in this game, being at home, the best quarterback in the NFL and Aaron Rodgers. I just – I hope Chicago wins, but I think Green Bay will pull it out in a close one just because it's at home. Uh, Cuervo, you, uh, Cuervo you're, you're on – now you're on it. Now the question is, is where are you going in this one as I'm on your Chicago Bears – and Tarvin has taken the pack, uh, have taken the pack. You know what? I'm changing my pick too. I'm going with the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> Say that again. No, I, I, I'm messing around, Sonny. I said I, I I'm changing my pick. I'm going with the Cowboys. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> no, but uh, you know, I mean. So, all right, so to answer the question that a lot of people are – Mind over heart here. What do you got? <laughs> no, well, well before, before I get into that, Sonny, I'm gonna, I, I, I know the, the question just got brought up about Khalil Mack and whatnot. So I, 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 get, I get alerts and messages, as you can imagine. Uh, so the plan, the plan tonight for, for not just Khalil Mack, but Roquan Smith, since he decided to hold out for so long um, – those two are going to play roughly 20 to 30 snaps. So what that probably what that tells me is that you're going to see them in third down situations, uh, you know, maybe second and short or something like that, or just certain situations where, you know, they want to get pressure on Aaron Rodgers. So for anybody that's kind of wondering, like the million-dollar question of the day is how much of those guys going to play, there's your answer. So. Uh, don't, don't expect them to play a full 50 to 60 snaps. It's not going to happen. Uh, but as far as everything else is concerned, look, I mean, let's be honest. The Bears haven't had a whole lot of success in Green Bay. Um, but tonight could be tonight could be the, the, the turning of the leaf. And that's why, you know, look, hard over, hard over mine, however you want to say it, I really do believe. I think the Bears can go in there, and I think they can win this football game just because of the the confidence that I think the Bears have in how their season could turn out. I mean, you know, get, making a trade like they did for for Khalil Mack, it, it it does a lot for for a franchise, guys. I mean, 
you know, think about the last time that that your team did something like that. It, it, it really, it probably changed the mentality and, and it boosted up the confidence of, of that, you know, of of the team like like you wouldn't have imagined. So I think for the Bears, you got the same thing going on here. So I actually, I actually like my Bears tonight to go into Green Bay. It's, it's going to probably be a you know win by a field goal type game, but but I think they get it done, and I think we start off on the right foot. So let's let's do it. Yeah, I, I I'm on the Bears as well. So by the way, I, I, I and just because I w- was I didn't write it down. You had uh, Arizona and Washington. Who did you have, Cuervo? Arizona, even though I kind of talked them down a little bit. Uh, I just think the Redskins are a bad team, and, and Alex Smith isn't really going to change a whole lot there. I mean, they got older. Uh, Kirk Cousin has a better arm. So it's really to me. I think the I think the Redskins downgraded at quarterback going from Kirk Cousins to Alex Smith. So I like Arizona to win today. I think it's gonna they're gonna get it done on special teams. So there we go, and that leaves the two games on Monday night that we'll go over real quick. We got ten minutes left to go. The Jets and the Lions. I like the Lions. I don't like the Jets. The Jets made a big mistake in reality by letting quarterbacks go. It's a problem, whether it be Tyrod Taylor. You know, they're going to start Sam Darnold. I, you know, rookie quarterback, defensive with uh, their new head coach, with a defensive-minded coach that he is. Uh, they're going to eat that Sam Darnold alive, which is what needs to happen in reality for the Jets so this guy can be their, their franchise quarterback. He's going to have to take some bumps and bruises and it's going to start with week one. I'm on Detroit. Cuervo. Yeah, Sonny, I like Detroit too. I mean, I, I mean, I don't tell, tell me what, what is good about the Jets? What is good about that football team? What they drafted Sam Darnold? Like what do you do? You know what I mean? It's, what, 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 is, what, what else do you have to compliment that? You don't have anything. There's like Robbie Anderson's a, a nice receiver. I drafted him in my fantasy league, whatever. But there's really there's no excitement if you're a Jets fan. It's it, it, it's almost the same song and dance with this New York Jets team. There's really heartbreaking. It, it's it is. I mean, you know, because you look at the other New York team and they've done things to change, uh, you know, their football team. They they've done some things, and the Jets have really just kind of stood pat, thinking that. You know, stuff's just going to happen overnight, uh, and and that's not how it works. So, so I, I like Detroit to win this game. And Tarvin, what do you think about this one? Oh, I like the Lions at home. Carry on Johnson, big Auburn guy there. His debuted on Monday Night Football, so I think he's going to get a touchdown, and the Lions are going to win. I think people forget how good Matt Stafford is, so. I, I think they do too. And not only that, I think he's gotten better without Calvin uh, Johnson at the wide receiver position, uh, spreading the ball around to more wide receivers, opening up more options. And we've we've said it for the last four years, though. If Matthew Stafford does not utilize the tight end in the end zone and then the red zone, this team is doomed to fail. So they need to start opening up that door because that door's been slammed shut uh, in reality for the last four years. You know, no, no. 
Stafford to tight end in the end zone, uh, it's ridiculous. It's something that they need to change if they're going to get better. Um, so let's see if they are able to get that done. I don't know if they are. That having been said, it goes to the last game. The Rams uh, go up against Oakland. All right, Los Angeles and Oakland. They're, they're, I mean, I mean, they don't get any much better than this Cuervo. I'm still worried about the. Uh, the chemistry of the Rams when they take on the Oakland Raiders, but will the hangover of Khalil Mack being gone off of this football team affect this football team in order for them uh, to lose the game in reality? I think it's going to have a huge effect, Sonny. I mean, you're talking about one of the top five players in, in in the NFL that just got traded away. And that, that's, that's a huge blow for this football team. I and mean, everybody's affected by it. It's not just guys on the defensive side. I mean, Derek Carr was, you know, was, was tweeting some things out that, that uh, you know, showed that he was, you know, a little, a little frustrated, you know, not happy about the situation. But, um, you know, that goes to show how much of an impact he made to, to not just the defense, but that whole football team. So I think it's really going to – affect the Raiders' performance, uh, you know, at least for tomorrow's game. So, uh, you know, I, I know I said, you know, don't buy too much into the Rams' hype, but for this game, uh, I think I think the Rams are going to take care of business, and I think they get the – I get, they get a pretty easy victory. Hey, Tarvin, this, this will test the mentality of the Oakland Raiders and Chucky, you know, the new coach of this football team uh, moving forward. Um, we'll find out if they're mentally tough because if this situation regarding Khalil Mack holds them back, it will. It, I think it will show big time in this game. Well, I know who's happy is Todd Gurley. He doesn't have to go up against Khalil Mack tonight, and I'm sure the quarterback Absolutely. is as well. But. There, there's no answer for Todd Gurley, guys, in this game. Oakland, is they'll put on a good little performance, but they'll end up losing at the end. There's just too many weapons out there for the Rams. That defense as well. But, Sonny, I don't think you went over, and maybe I missed it, the Giants game, the Giants and Jags. Did you oh, talk I about did. That I went over it. You're right. Let me I, thank you. Thank you very much. Let me know because um, my computer just went down. Who do the Giants have? I know they're at home, right? They play the Jags. Your team, uh, my team. God, this is such a horrible football game. Who and, and and who's at home? Giants. Giants are at home. That's what I thought. I'm going Giants because they're at home. I I I I'm I'm telling you guys, I'm not buying into the hype. I, I and main reason is because they don't do it week in week out. Um, and you know, now granted they had a good season. Granted they got a good defense. Granted, I want to see it now year in and year out. Um, and so will they continue? Is this is the game? If the Jacksonville Jaguars, as good as everybody says they are, Cuervo, they win this game even if it's on the road even if it is Monday Night Football, even if it is a, a game that really they should uh, – th- this is the game. It's a, This is a trap game in reality uh, because whether Odell Beckham and Eli Manning start lighting it up or the fact that the defense does not perform to what they were last year, this is a trap game. I'm on the New York Giants. Uh, you know, Sonny, I, I, I see this game a little differently. Um, you know, first of all, I'm going with Saxonville to win this game. Um, 
and, and I'm going to tell you something else. And fantasy owners out there are going to think I'm crazy. But it's week one, and I get it. You want to play all your stars and all that good stuff. I'm telling you right now, if you have Odell Beckham Jr., you need to take him out of your life. I agree. Take him out. I, I agree. He is going up against the best. And when I say the best, I mean the best corner in the league in Jalen Ramsey. There's no way I see Odell Beckham doing anything against that guy. So, And, take, and after they sign the big contracts, Cuervo, they're not there. I'm sorry, they know so. First game after they know so. You don't hear explosive games coming off of big signing. Uh, big signing. I just don't. I, I, I'm not buying into the hype, Arvin. Are you buying into the hype? Well, I think they're a good team. I, I like the Giants at home. Uh, Saquon Barkley gets his debut today, and it's yep. been a long time since Eli's had an actual running game. I think he's going to get protected. I think he's going to make some passes against Ramsey. I think he, I think Odell will get some catches, but at the end of the day, I think the Giants really, really, really have to make a statement in this game. And what better way to do it? First game at home. If they lose today, damn, I think that Giants fan base is just going to turn on them even more. So it's, it's time to put up or shut up, Eli. And today's the day. And and if they don't do it today, it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those things that will come back. I think in reality and haunt them. It's gonna it's gonna. I think it could be ugly. Well, that's gonna do it. As I lost my computer, it it just it just I okay. I accidentally rubbed against the power button as I was moving things around, and it closed down. So that having been said, I don't have the outro music, but that's gonna do it for week number one of the NFL. We'll be doing it for the next. 16 weeks after and then two weeks into the uh, playoffs that will be on from 9 to noon. After that, we go back to our noon to 3 slot. We're going to do it. Everybody have a great day. Enjoy. Red Zone on. Is Red, Red Zone, zone baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah Red, Red Zone, zone baby. baby. And enjoy the Red Zone and that's going to do it for us on the Couch Potato Sports hey, Show. Hey, Everybody have good, a good Good luck weekend. to the Bears. Good luck to the Bears, guys. Good luck to the Bears, of course. Hey, I can't. Uh, I I, I just can't pick the Panthers or or Jaguars. I got got one last thing, guys. Congratulations to them Kentucky Wildcats. Man, was that great last night. Wow. Hey, Tarvin, are you on tonight? What time are you on? I think I'll be on at 7 tonight. So, Cuervo, I know you got your show going on, but uh, try to get on and say hello if you can. I, I will, will be I will, there. Brian, I will. So, All right, guys. So have a good one. I'm ready to talk some NFL time. football, baby. I am yes, pumped sir. Right I'm right out how everybody's doing. <laughs> Everybody have a All good right. one. We're out of here. Take, Take care, care, everybody. Bye-bye.